morning. You're entering a safe space for freedom of thought and opinion. This is Voice of the People USA Radio, where free speech thrives and political correctness dies. Engage your mind. Obliterate the status quo. Only free thinkers allow. Your voice is your first line of defense against tyranny. Do not be silent. Stand by for some politicians. And now, Voice of the People, USA Radio. question can anybody hear me right now i'm very curious if anybody could hear anything that i'm saying that would be a huge huge plus if somebody could hear me so let me know anybody out there can anybody at all hear me i would love to know because this is absolutely sucking tonight i hate this crap platform Beyond anything in the world, this platform sucks. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks. I promised I wouldn't do a rant, Carrie. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Ah, see that? And you know what I did this time? The exact same thing I did the first time. No excuse, nothing. But don't worry. The wonderful geniuses at Blog Talk Radio said they'll get back to me within 24 hours. $100 a month. (laughs) For shit service. Please, 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 Blog Talk, select me to do a commercial for you, and I will tell the world how much you suck. I despise this platform. You blow. You suck more than anything else in the freaking world. I would rather. Ha- oh, anyway, anyway. So, so. I have this great microphone set up and everything, and I have to call it on my phone. <laughs> I don't know why I'm literally sending you the invite to the same email that I sent the last one to nothing. I, I it you makes saw, no sense. Picture I, sent you. <laughs> I am going to resend it to you right now just to see. So in the meantime, I did. 
episode. Yeah, obviously, huh? So I'm I'm, I'm having my my tech guy uh, sit down at my computer and see if he can figure it out. So I'm going to step aside and just uh, talk to you. <laughs> Are you still there? Oh no. Oh Dan. So, so, it's, it's allowing me to call back into a live show. Yes, that I started. It's my live show that it said I had no connection to with full internet. And what the fuck? So, apparently, apparently I could be heard now. I, I think... I, I, I'm thinking I could be heard. This makes no sense at all. Thank you. I'm being heard again. That is freaking fantastic. So it's it's literally it's literally letting me call back into the show that it said I wasn't connected to. But I had to get brought back into a live episode that I started. This makes new sense to me. So, Carrie, I am sending you the link again. I'm here. I I hear you. I'm sending you the link again right now. I blame finding I'm on my phone and Kevin's at my computer, so we'll see how it goes. (laughs) I, I, I... Listen, <laughs> I may have problems, <laughs> but not like this. This is it's the powers of be. They just don't want us to get together, Dan. I'm telling you. <laughs> Apparently not. I mean, damn. So I just reset that. It's dangerous. Okay. I think so. I think they're definitely afraid. I really do. <laughs> and listen, I will take no credit for this one because I will own my many, many mistakes, but not this time. Especially since it booted me and it it wouldn't let me start over because I was calling into a show that was already live. Yes, that I started. Ah, there you are. So, are you there? So, I'm on my phone. That might mean that Kevin got me on my computer. Let me he did. See. He did. Ah. All right. Let me hang up on my phone and then come back to my computer. Okay. Wow. Uh, wow. So I'm letting people know because they're like, we can't hear you. I know. I know. And you know what's funny is I literally do a mic check about I, I'm really bad with this. Some would say it's like ADD or whatever, but I must check the mic about 60 times before I start the show just to make sure it could be heard. Not a problem until the show started. So can you still hear me? Are you kidding me? Cabal hear you. What? Cabal hear you. Okay, so you could hear me. Wow. Yeah, I don't think they can I don't think they can hear you. 
I'm back. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to use my phone at this point because I don't know what's going on over there. I, I I don't know what's up at all. This this none of this makes sense. So now I have to ask the question again. Can anybody else hear us? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, well, I know you're actually it's coming through. So Kevin has his computer on and we can hear the the show from his computer. It's just for some reason uh, we can't connect with our computers to the show to talk. So I don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah. And it's literally, you're on the, you're on the switchboard as Carrie too, and the co-host link. So I love it. So apparently, yeah, we're back online now. So, um, wow. Well, that was embarrassing. I can say that an epic, possibly my fault. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I, 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 no, so that was an epic fail that I haven't had since probably 2009. Okay. So (laughs) I don't claim to be a genius with this stuff, but this one was bad, but I wish I could have recorded where it said that, you know, it won't let me call back in because the host is already on. That was priceless. Thank you. Thank you. Blog talk radio. You'll be happy to know that we currently have 4,100 people on yet again, live. God bless you all. I don't know how you uh, kept up with all this. So I'll just do it real quick. This is Voice of the People USA Radio. I am Dan, and I hate blog talk radio. Please give us a follow so you two could join in on the, uh, you know, the, the joy that is this. And follow us on Facebook, Voice of the People USA Radio fan page, blah, 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 and every other resource. So this was supposed to be a seamless show. Okay, this was supposed to be special because this is the first time that Mrs. Carrie McCormick is on and doing a show. And honestly, I just wanted to be the person here to help. And look what happened. See, see. (laughs) You're awesome, Dan. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I rule. Thank you. My technological wizardry is is, uh, definitely rocking here. So thank you. And with that, Carrie, it's yes, it's still funny. It's still funny calling you that. I'm sorry. Anyway, stop it right now. Don't make me feel old. I'll have to come punch I'm you. I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. <laughs> but as I wrote in the original show description, that is now. I don't know. Well, I don't know what the hell happened to that one. I'll have to do some editing on that later. But very, very, very happy to be joined by you because I have always, always, always said that you were the, the guiding light in my educational journey. I'm trying to do this in the best possible way, so just bear with me, okay? And you <laughs> helped me become the person that I am, and I'm grateful for it. I'm it so was sorry. Cer- <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a certain someone that when I was not much younger than I am now, but younger than I am now, that taught me to not be a conformist, question things, and actually taught me a little something about reality. And that person, not that long ago, was you. So, it's very cool to have you on, and I really appreciate it. And again, I, I have to apologize to you and everybody. I don't know why that happened. There's There's no legitimate reason for that, and like I said, I can't jump up and down and claim that was me, but uh, sorry that it did. And I promise you the next time it will be better. 
But with that, Carrie, feel free to say something so I can shut up because I'm so enraged. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad to be here. It's, it's awesome, and and um, I, I, it's an honor, Dan. Actually, and 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 thank you for saying such kind words uh, about me. I, I think that you had it uh, all along. I think you're being awfully nice to me and and saying that I, I, I had that much of a, an effect on you because. Um, I really enjoy talking to you and having reconnected uh, with you as, as a, uh, an adult <laughs> um, um, because like it, it I, I love um, being able to have uh, interesting conversations with you and, and uh, being open to hearing uh, different sides of, of issues because too many people nowadays have uh, opinions and stick to their opinions and won't listen to anybody else. And I mean, I have opinions, but I like to hear, other sides and I like to change my opinions and that's why I value your friendship. Well, that means a lot to me and I thank you. And Hey, I, I don't make it a secret when I say it was always, always, always my mom and you that made the biggest impact on my life. And you know, it, it means a lot. It really does. And I, I'm happy that you're a part of this and I'm happy that you are intelligent enough to figure out how to get on here. And I'm happy that a certain husband of yours is also a wizard with this stuff and I will appeal to him and say, please, God, help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's willing. <laughs> but, 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 uh, seriously, you know, I'm hoping, as, as we discussed, that this will be the first of many. Just I kind of feel like I owe you a redo on this. But, uh, hey, yeah. people are listening, so that's what counts. So right. the, the overall thing that I've spoken about, and I'll, I'll – keep this one short and sweet, but I've said it all along for those who have been longtime listeners and for those who, oh, this may be your first time listening. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I really, I really value the fact that the thing that we do here and the thing that we started really back in 2009 was having a platform where we could have multiple points of view out there and to have different co-hosts of different political beliefs and, you know, different beliefs on society, whatever it may be, and to actually have a conversation. And yes, in the past, we've had some fun callers where you, you have to bury, but uh, you know, other, <laughs> other than, than that, it's always been a, a cool format. It's something that I genuinely love and it's, it's taken a while to get to this point, but now we're getting picked up by actual, uh, actual radio networks, which is pretty cool. And again, a shout out to all of them. You know who you are. I'll do my shameless plug shortly. And as we continue to get picked up by bigger markets for the big show, uh, that happens every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's Voice of People USA Radio. And this show is of equal importance to me, of course, because it's really cool to have this time with you and to have to have the different points of view and to discuss everything and just have a conversation. So that's what this is. And hopefully this is going to be an ongoing thing where I won't be corrupting your show because you could do your own thing. And I love it. And I love the thought of that. And other than that, let's get into it. Cause there's, I, I know we didn't get a chance to discuss any type of real format. My bad, but, uh, <laughs> I'm just winging it here. Jeez. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. You'll probably be far more professional than me, you know, especially no. moving forward. Ah, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I can't claim to be any better. I mean, Dave and all them have seen that I've gotten a whole show format thing down, which has been pretty cool, but we veer off of that brutally. So with that, you want to bring up, where should we start this? Do we want to talk about what we were going back and forth with yesterday? 
because that's oh, still burning yeah, that's in Oh, yeah, that's a good brain. way to start. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine because I, 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 I did a little bit more reading and saw that it was only a, a few hundred that showed up in Pennsylvania. So, yeah, let's start with it. Awesome. Do you want to do the, the segue into that and tell me, uh, tell everybody what you sent? Cause um, yeah, well, I, I would love to have pulled that article up. <clears throat> Thanks for giving me the heads up. Um, yes! but, um, <laughs> the, there was, um, uh, an article actually, uh, Kevin had actually, uh, come across it. Um, in, um, I think it was, uh, originally posted, it was in Reddit. So I don't know how, you know, yes. great that was at first, but, um, apparently, you know, we're, we're, they're talking about all these um, protests that are, are taking place um, against the, the COVID-19 uh, lockdowns and that, you know, a lot of the different uh, people in different states were, you know, like, you know, getting angry about it. And like, you know, everyone's getting riled up and having all these protests, like the ones in Michigan. And apparently there's one that uh, took place in Harrisburg uh, yesterday, I think it was. And um, the one thing that um, they all seem to have in common, um, at least, well, the first thing I had read was that there was uh, the one in, in Pennsylvania was organized by a gun rights activist from Ohio. And I was like, well, what the hell the gun rights activist in Ohio have to do with organizing a protest in Pennsylvania? That sounded odd to me. And then later that night, Kevin had found an article, the, the one that I sent to you um, originally from, I guess, Reddit, where um, somebody had, you know, had questioned that. And another person said, well, actually, he had dug into it and had actually found that many of these protests around the different states had actually been organized and had been set up um, by the same, un, you know, uh, like completely, like, I guess, sort of anonymous, you know, person, like all within a few minutes of each other. And then um, that it was just basically, a, it was a gun rights uh, person or organization or something like that. And then I was like, wait, what? Like, this isn't making any sense. And then you can take it from there because then clearly this was, some kind of rabbit hole that stuff started going down. And it was just like, it just kind of kept building from there and got even crazier. And so my crazy mind went like all over the place from there. <laughs> no, it was interesting because, you know, Reddit can be hit or miss, but there was a lot of right. truth in this. And especially when they did the deep dive, when it came to the origin of the domains and the websites coming from yes. one person for multiple States. And it's, it's funny because we had spoken about it and then, not two hours ago, I spoke with uh, Mike Jacobson. And uh, by the way, he's working on his mic issue for the Thursday show. <laughs> Shout no. out to him. Um, <laughs> Go Mike with the mic, man. <laughs> I, I can't say nothing, though. All right. <laughs> I have no ground to stand on there. But yeah. um, you know, it was funny because something that we did and why Voice of the People became a thing was back in 2007, we held rallies. And we held rallies in multiple states, you know, all over the place and for various issues. And something that we know very, very well is just how hard it is to organize. There's two differences here. A protest, just uh, trucks coming, like I said, trucks can come and park and shut down the Capitol and people could just randomly show up and, and do a protest. And that's happened in other places. Okay, that's that's legitimate. But. When you have a rally that had maybe, I think, 48 to 72 hours notice and seeing what I seen, the capital PA system, which I know for a fact because we had to pay money to utilize that when we had our Harrisburg rally and we had to book it at least three weeks out, the insurance to have a rally at the Capitol grounds, we had to pay to have the police protection for our rally, which took at least a week to get done. So even though I'm against permits for protests because it's on Capitol grounds, 
this is what you have to do. So I seen all the music, the barricades, the police, the PA system, the multiple speakers, the website set up uh, 55, 56,000 people in a group that magically appeared overnight. And listen, you know, and, and this is something where I don't know if we're on the same page with this or not. I said it on Thursday. I support genuine protest, but keyword there being genuine. This right. did not give off the feel as something that was organic, grassroots, and real. And that is not right. to say that the people participating, the, the people that showed up, they were legit. I believe that. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of them. But the organizers of, I question it. And then, again, something I've seen, which I know all too well and how the media loves to harp on these things, if you have any undesirable show up at a rally. They will focus all the cameras on those people, and that will be the highlight of the conversation. That's all you're going to hear about. This person came with this sign, and, you know, it, it, whatever. You're all racist. You're all Nazis, because look at this person. The first thing I seen on that link via Breitbart was a sign being held up by our Southern Baptist friends or the Westboro-style people. Oh, with, God. Yes. End Trump. End homo marriage. Quote. And then I saw the sign and please, if anybody that's listening was there wants to call in, I mean, feel free, you know, the call in number is 515-605-9832. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's clear as day and COVID is a response to gay marriage. And they were standing front and center right by where the speakers were. And Mm -hmm. I'm the person where I, I used to go after all the people, the hate group people, whatever. If they showed up, I, I got pissed. I wanted to fight everybody. Like, you know, screw you and your, your shit. You know, I'm an equal opportunity hater. Don't bring that racist, sexist crap to me. It means nothing to me. But I just found it very telling that they were there. And I have yet to hear any stories about that yet. No highlight on that. So I, you know, the spidey senses, so to speak. And I'm thinking about Charlottesville which mm-hmm. as you look at deeper into the Charlottesville rally that happened in Virginia, the unite the right, it was organized by, there were regular people. And then there were the, the uh, new age white supremacist that claimed to be conservative, but happened to work on the Obama reelection campaign. And there was all these different ties to George Soros and all this other crap. And it became, in my opinion, a patsy. Well, look what happened there when it was clear as day that police were actually, and I don't shit on the police when it's, you know, when it's needed. Wait, I, you know what I mean? (laughs) I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here. I can't talk right. I'm not going after the police. I'm going after when you see something live in person being done, that's posing a threat to everybody. They were funneling the people who participated in the Virginia rally right into the Antifa, right into the, the groups that were there to fight. And it became what it was. Somebody got killed, an Antifa member, but regardless, got killed. They pegged it all. They pegged it all on the president. This is, this is what you want. This is what you called for. You said there were good people on both sides. I'm sorry, the, the freaks out there that just live to hate the president, I really don't buy that the guy who received the NAACP awards and, uh, you know, all these, <laughs> the plethora of 
salutations and awards and whatever from the black community, from the LGBT community, from all this, you know, I don't see Donald Trump as being a card carrying member of the Klan. Sorry, I'm not buying it. And that's just a very weak argument. And it's an argument that people use, obviously, when they have no argument. But when he said there were good people on both sides, I'm pretty sure he was probably addressing the people that were just there with American flags and the people that were protesting them that were just literally standing there showing their support or their lack thereof. I don't think he was addressing the little skinny jean wearing freaks or the torch carrying douchebags with the whole blood and soil crap, whatever the hell that means. Um, but, correct that. It's the teachy, uh, tiki torch carrying douchebags. Be right there, ah, okay? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I want to get it accurate. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I don't see the president as somebody who was sitting there saying, "Oh, look at these guys. <laughs> I like their tiki torches." That's what I think about America. No, it was bullshit. It was organized by both sides, uh, both establishments, if you will, as a way to cause division, cause chaos. And inevitably cost somebody a life, you know, cost them their lives. Uh, Howard, Heather Howard, I believe her name was. Uh, I could be wrong with that. If I am, I apologize. So when I see this happening now, because the president put out the tweets about liberate, you know, the states, and then you have people using that mantra for the rallies. And I just see it as suspicious. I see it as questionable. Go ahead. Well, the thing that, the thing that I think that, that caught my eye that I thought was questionable, um, and again, I, I you know, I'm, I don't think the listeners know. I, I'm, I find myself kind of square in the middle of everything. I, I don't feel that I'm a Republican, nor do I feel like I'm a Democrat. I don't know what the hell I am. Um, but um, I, the thing that bothered me about this whole um, uh, article on Reddit was that they said that the the links that following the links of the the people, the groups that had set this up, that they were um, apparently all like, like I said, the, the Ohio, the gun rights guy in Ohio, it was the Pennsylvania firearms association. It was a Minnesota gun rights. It was all linked to gun rights stuff. And I'm like, well, that, that doesn't make any sense because um, why are you linking? Who, who would it serve to like, if you were faking this, why would they keep tying everything to gun rights, gun rights, gun rights? And like, who would do that? And again, I'm not a Democrat, nor am I a Republican, but to me, it's just like who stands to win by linking this all to gun rights stuff and, and, and why. And so like I went right down the rabbit hole of, well, you know, like there are some, you know, and again, remember I am on neither side, but I feel like a lot of some of the extra uh, left wing, you know, people are very, you know, you know, anti-gun kind of, you know, stuff. And I thought, well, they, they would, you know, Hey, let's throw some of those, you know, names out there. So like, so maybe they would stand more to gain by doing this. And so now I'm going crazy, but I just feel like that was an odd thing to, to be putting out there to be, you know, trying to, to, you know, stir up this kind of stuff. It just, it didn't sit with me very well. And I, you know, maybe I'm just being crazy, but maybe get my tinfoil hat. I don't know. (laughs) No, I agree. I, again, you know, I don't claim to be an expert. I just claim to be somebody who never was backed by big money. We had Mm -hmm. opportunities to sell out and make money, but we never did because we believed in a little thing called integrity and decency. But, um, you know, me and Mike could speak at, at length about how long, like I said, I would have liked to organize a rally on May 1st because I think that would have been more impactful personally because that's mm-hmm. when a majority of the states will be reopening and Pennsylvania is going to purposely extend the lockdown beyond that. I thought that would be good. And I was thinking, well, mm-hmm. 10 days out, that's not really enough time, you know? And right. then I see, this, I see this pop up like, well, damn, you know, that's, 
that's impressive. And speaking as somebody that, you know, because we went against the political establishment, if you will, we had allegedly conservative groups say, well, since you're not going to tote our talking points, we're going to organize the same day at the same location and basically protest you. And Freedom Works being one of them, a disgusting entity that likes to take people's money in the name of, you know, conservative values when they have no values at all. And I saw how quickly they were able to just put everything together because let's face it, they're, they also involve lobbyists. They buy off politicians. They, they have everybody in their back pocket. This just seemed to me as not legit. And again, I support it in theory. It's not a jealousy thing for little haters that we have trolling us. I don't need to be mm-hmm. jealous of a damn soul because we were out there holding rallies, getting death threats and everything else all over this country long before it was cool, before there was a tea party, before there was anything. All right. And I'm proud of that fact. It's not a jealousy thing. It's just this looks like something that's being done to inevitably be used against the president and in turn against the good people who showed up actually believing in, you know, the genuine call for action. And again, you know, I I firmly agree with people protesting. It's their right. I think it's beautiful. That's what needs to happen. But this seemed too staged. Just mm-hmm. like today, did, did you see the pictures of the the healthcare workers um, standing, standing in front in of the front cars? Of, yeah, you yeah. know what I want to say to that. Like, aren't I, I see lots of hashtag commercials? Aren't you busy? Aren't you busy yeah. on the front lines and the overcrowded hospitals? You know all this other BS that we're fed to believe. It, it, like, it, it's it's an interesting duality because you had protests happening in New York City from a healthcare union. And they, are, they were rallying and protesting the fact that nurses are being laid off at hospitals because there's not enough being furloughed, because there's not enough work. But I thought it was the end of the world. And then on the flip side of that, you have these healthcare people and their scrubs standing in front of vehicles. Aren't you supposed to be tending to the millions upon millions of people that are dying? I mean well- – that's an interesting point too, because you know I was just hearing today, which which was uh, confusing me, that I was hearing about all these hospitals that are are like in in bad shape, like they and this is a way that uh, again I'm annoyed now with most of my news sources. Um, CNN was Good. like uh, uh, hospitals in in rural areas are you know under fire during the, this this pandemic. I'm like, wait, what? I thought the rural areas were actually doing better. And then it comes to, they they turn the story and and it says. Because um, the, the hospitals have been shut down because of, um, well, they've been told not to do elective surgeries right now in order to prepare in case of, you know, the, you know, the, the swarming of the, the pandemic uh, um, people, um, that since they've had to turn away elective surgeries, they've lost money. And so now they're like forced to lay off workers and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, wait, what? So first off, the first thing that I'm annoyed with is that, the, that CNN was making it sound like that the, the hospitals were overwhelmed during the pandemic because of that, but it was just because that they're actually being shut down because they don't have the money coming in for the elective surgery. So that was bullshit. Um, but the other thing that's bothering me is that hospitals in rural areas are being shut down because they have to rely on elective surgery money coming from insurance companies in order to stay afloat. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So like we're, we're laying off healthcare workers yet, you know, um, I, I, it's making no sense to me. Like I, I just, it was just something that spit out there when we we're talking about these healthcare workers who are suddenly like, you know, protesting, but then again, anyone can get a pair of scrubs and put a mask on. So were they really healthcare workers out there in front of the cars? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think so. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it looks more like a typical union organizing type thing where they'll pay people to be activists and people can say that's not true. It's It's been exposed. It's been outed. It was even outed by leftist mm-hmm. organizations as well. It's kind of like the – A lot of people um, have to work right now too, so they're going to jump on jobs like that. Of course. You get paid 500 bucks to go pretend to be something you're not and stand in the street. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do it, right? You need right. the money. And that's that's the thing. It just it all seems to me like they have messed up the narrative in such an incredible way. I firmly believe and please let me know your feelings on this. But again, I'm you know, I'm not saying there's not a coronavirus. I believe in COVID-19 as much as I believe in COVID-1 through 18. Okay, but I still say it's a bioweapon. I've always said that. I think they released it too soon or it was mistakenly released or I I don't know about that, but it was a bioweapon. And you say these things and people like to discredit you, of course, but then when the Associated Press comes out and they're not exactly a pro-Trump uh, media source, right? Not pro-anything conservative. They're all globalist and World Health and UN is great. European Union is fantastic. All that crap. They came out and said that they can now verify based off research and investigations. And the article goes on and on and on. We spoke about it on Thursday about it came from a Wuhan medical research facility. 24 hours. Fascist book is now banning people or doing the fact check cover up thing of anybody sharing the AP story. I loved it. I loved it. Thank you for validating people. That's all you did. It's just like we said that the thousands of people that were listed as um, COVID-19 deaths in New York City. And then, well, they had never been tested for coronavirus. That's not true. Then the New York Post reported, oh, they're they're owned by Fox. Then the Wall Street Journal reported, oh, they're owned by Fox, too. Then the New York Daily News, enemy of the people, reported it. They must have bad sources. The New York Times reported it. Uh Uh-oh. Blackout. Silence. The story goes away. Why? And it seems to me like it's damage control, honestly, because they screwed up this narrative so badly, and it's not working for them anymore. That's my personal feeling. I mean, what are your – I don't – I know we've spoken about this, but what are your thoughts of the origin of the coronavirus? I, I, I think the idea of it coming from people eating bat soup is a little ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. um, other than that, I, I don't, I don't honestly know. I mean, I, I've heard the story um, with the, the, the AP press um, just as you're talking about, I was, you know, just trying to find it again and it's um, kind of hard to find. Um, it's kind of uh, disappeared a little bit. Um, it's the only one you can find right now. It's, it's uh, that, you know, talking about how, um, Trump and some of his officials are flirting with an outlier theory that the new coronavirus was set loose in the world by a Chinese lab that let it escape. I mean, I, I don't think that it's beyond the realm of possibility that maybe they were doing some work with it and like, you know, like something, you know, they weren't very careful and it might have like escaped that way. I don't know if it was meant as a bioweapon or not. I, I, I don't honestly know. I haven't done a lot of research on that part of it. Um, there, there's, you know, it could have been anybody, you know, playing games with whatever virus they have. And, you know, cause we know we do, we have labs everywhere that are, that are monkeying around with things that you probably shouldn't be. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, mm-hmm. 
I, that's something I really do need to read more about. I just don't believe the, the bat soup thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's something that I think is funny because that was also, you know, you dive deeper into it and God knows I've done too much research on this. It's almost sick, but the, the bat origin was actually due to a study performed on bats starting in 2012, I believe the date was by a scientist from the Wuhan Medical Research Facility mm-hmm. and had right. funding by the Obama administration, the CDC, the World Health Organization, the European Union, and obviously China. And they were looking for a way to pull the, the gene, I believe it was, or splice the gene from the H1N1 from a bat. And they, cu- they cut it with HIV. They cut it with something else as a carrier. It was an actual research right, experiment, right. allegedly. Yeah. And then magically, that's just just so happens to be what's released upon the world. Well, I, I think they had they had um, they did have if I remember correctly uh, a couple of years ago there were like safety issues with the lab there. I know that 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 there were people. I'm not sure whether it was uh, an embassy or something. I, I feel like I remember reading something about that there had been um, safety issues raised with that lab. But I, I that's that right. I, I'd have to do some research for that. But um, so I mean, they're like I said, how careful are they with stuff like that? <laughs> you know, that's another. Yeah. And you know, you, you have one or two people with it. You know, you know, on as, as as contagious as this virus is supposed to be, if it got on their clothes or something, and you know how populated China is, uh, you know, especially in, in Wuhan, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that if they weren't that careful, it could have very easily have spread from that. I mean, you know, I could see that, but I mean, it's also, I mean, it's so weird how this, this virus like affects people in different ways. You know, like some people are walking around apparently, and I just, uh, if you can believe what you hear on CNN, um, or no. any news source for that matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> this morning I heard, um, and I, I can't remember the numbers correctly, but they were doing some testing um, in, I think, I think they were the, um, the antibody testing in uh, California and that they were, were actually rolling out the test to quite a few people, um, like several thousand. And they were finding um, a lot of people, they were doing it like in stages. They were doing it with people that they know had had the virus, um, I guess just to test the validity of the actual test itself. But then they were like doing it to other people as well, um, who they, you know, who said that they suspected they might have been sick, but they had never been tested. And then they were doing it to like a, a randomized, you know, uh, amount of people as well. And the, the they had surprisingly found like a huge amount of people who had actually had the antibodies and who said, well, I never got sick. I wasn't sick. So like, in other words, the amount of people who never exhibited any symptoms at all yet had the antibodies, which meaning they probably had had the infection were like, it was mm-hmm. astronomical. Like there was way more than they ever expected. And so it's like, so how can this one virus manifest itself in so many different ways, right? In so many different people, it's just, it's mind boggling. And it's just like, how, like somebody had to have been messing with it. Like that, that, that makes me think that like, I don't have any proof of that. Like I haven't read anything, but it just seems like if it can like affect so many different people in so many different ways, it just seems there must've been some kind of, I don't know. It just doesn't, it just seems odd. Like, have we had something like this before that can like manifest in so many ways? I, it, I don't know. Yeah. To this level? No. Yeah. This, this is unique. Insane. Exactly. Something, something isn't right. And what I cannot stand for the life of me is the fact that, you know, they are working overtime right now to really sell the people who question anything as just being the worst people in the world. We are the devil. We are the devil. Mm-hmm. And when you work that hard to try to silence a, a 
different opinion. That right there tells me all that I need to know. And that, you know, honestly, that brings me into another thing that I know we wanted to discuss, but it, it kind of goes right into the civil liberties discussion and it falls in line. It wraps back to the first, you know, rounds back to the first topic anyway, but this too, they didn't expect resistance. I firmly believe that when I say they, Oh, people are going there, you know, who's they, I I think the powers that be the political power structure, the, the world health, they're very pissed off that Trump pulled the funding for them, which I say about damn time. Just like I say, the United nations shut that thing down and ship all their asses out of our country because they don't belong here. I think they're evil, but there's a lot of big, big entities that have far too much invested in everybody being sick, fearful, Panic, buying the fear porn. Yep. And have you, I don't know if you watch much TV, but unfortunately you're almost forced to, you're going to see something. Have you seen the overwhelming just ad campaign on this? You know, I go off on this crap, this alone together hashtag and all the restaurants were here from you and for you, uh, social distancing and contactless this and, this seems far too coordinated to me. This seems like they had this this all lined up, queued up, ready to go. It's it's too much for me to believe. Simply so, put. So, and I said this to I, I was saying this to Kevin like probably about two or three weeks ago, like after like this was going on, and I'm just like, like what the hell? Like how how long can we we do this? And then it's like the whole world is pretty much doing this right now. And 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 so I said to Kevin, yeah, and and he's and so then I was like really going conspiracy theory, you know, crazy. And 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 his voice of reason to me. And so I'm kind of like asking this because I want an answer because I don't have an answer because I'm like you know there there has to be an ulterior motive for this. But like what? is that ulterior motive who stands to gain from this and i mean the answer like could be drug companies like who, who's going to like come up with the magic cure-all but like like at what cost i mean like i'm just thinking about like the entire world economy is shot to hell i mean like when when crude mm-hmm. oil is now at negative amounts for barrels like like it's like the whole world has been like so who who is going to come out of this still in good shape and like i mean like there are people like you know like the people who are still working, um, like I'm still working, like thankfully, yep. and and my husband is, and you are, and and so there there is like the, the, you know there's like a, a like a, a middle class there that's still like you know we're still okay, um, and then there's of course like the the rich who still have their yachts and can be off in the middle of the friggin' Caribbean Ocean and be safe or whatever, um, mm-hmm. but like but where who who who's who's like the ultimate power here who's the who who are the ones that are like standing to gain the most out of all of this like that's my that's my question like i want to know the answer to that now you're going into a rabbit hole that i love so <laughs> <laughs> this 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 is my thing all right and I, i'll try to do mike proud here because this is stuff that we talk about and and elisa diaz as well she mm-hmm. loves this stuff and honestly how do you how do you gain obedience? How can you control the world? They've had the borders wide open in European countries flooded with, mm-hmm. you know, as they say, the radical Islamists and Muslims and whatever you want to, you know, you've heard it all, right? The people flowing from all these different nations and, you know, inundating borders and 
desecrating their economies, their towns. Hate to say it, but it's true. It's that's the story, and that's what's actually happened. Um, right. The migrant caravans. It wasn't working. Terrorism wasn't working. So, how do you control a population, and how do you try to achieve that level of the and hey, I'm just quoting Bush Senior, a new world order. How do you cripple a populace? How do you create a one world government? How do you achieve Agenda 21, which is now Agenda 30, where you have basically the European Union being the end all be all, the one world government system as originally promoted by Hitler? How do you do it? Everything they've tried just didn't stick until this. And you can't say they haven't tried before. They have tried with the Ebola, with the H1N1, with the MERS, Sika, everything. This is the one that stuck. And the powers that be, the as I refer to them, the globalists, the elitists, the scumbags, the George Soros, the Rockefellers, the all those, you know, the Rothschild family, the Ford Foundation, you could list them all. They have all the money in the world and they want all the power in the world. And Big Pharma, that's a worldwide entity, obviously. Right there, yeah. And yes, they, they don't care about your health. They care about you being sick and addicted to them. They will right. keep you sick so they can always sell you a cure. Well, this is how they can control everybody. This is how they could shut down a world. This is how they could break economies. Look at the hardest hit countries. Now, China, well, and I've had that argument. Well, China wouldn't release a weapon on their own people. They did. It's called communism, where they killed over 150 hmm. million of their own people after right. our lovely friends in the CIA helped install a friendly chap by the name of Mao Zedong. Anyway, well, and let's not forget their population control with the two kids limit too. Come of on, of course. Well, they do that out of love, don't you know? They're, they're, oh, that's they're right. Great. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. That's Thanks right. For the reminder. That's, you're welcome. They're they're very pro life. Just one life for per child. Anyway, yeah. so they do all these things, and China, they don't care. They want the power, and their economy was desecrated. Love Trump or hate Trump, which of course. Everybody knows where I stand, but <laughs> the truth be told, he destroyed their economy by simply holding them accountable. The tariffs were dis- devastating them, rightfully so. They were getting away with murder, taking advantage of our farmers of, oh, God, the list is too damn long, bringing all the businesses there. I mean, for the zero tax rate and all that other crap, and they were given a free pass. And not just by Democrats. It started with the Bushies. Continued mm-hmm. through the Clintons, obviously through Bush too, and Obama gave it away. I mean, hell, Joe Biden and his family, they did pretty good with uh, China, huh? They like that Chinese money. But <laughs> um, they were devastated. So after impeachment fails and their economy is broken, to the, they're forced to the point of signing a trade deal, which oddly enough, this is what I'll, I'll throw out to the people, do some research and look for a little something called the pandemic clause that you will find in the official, the official white papers. It's actually on, uh, I don't have the website. It's a U.S. Gov website, and I believe it's on C-SPAN as well, where they have the full text of the Chinese trade deal that Trump signed before the world ended. There's a little thing in there called the pandemic clause, which can nullify the deal or put a halt to the deal. Why would China write that? That 
That to me is just one of a million things that are suspect. But they were forced to their breaking point and then promised prominence again with basically destroying the world, crippling the world. They already own the media. They own Hollywood. They're in all the right pockets of all the big power brokers. And they found a way to silence damn near 3 billion people worldwide. Look at the hardest hit areas. Italy. Mm-hmm. It's funny because Italy was becoming a very nationalist country. They were having populist candidates starting to get elected to their, you know, to their government. And as they were calling it, pro-Trump nationalism, you know, blah, 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 blah. The Philippines, same thing. The president there is considered a populist and nationalist. Um, Brazil, you know, the Caribbean Trump. All Brazil, yeah. Yes. And the list goes on and on and on and on. These are the countries being hardest hit. Mysteriously. Boris Johnson, Brexit, you know, the Trump of the UK came out and said the same thing Trump did at the beginning. You know, it will get better. It's not going to be around forever. And he downplayed it he did do shit yes he did and i i don't like when people say he didn't because a a drunken nancy pelosi zombie could say a million times about how i wasn't doing that bitch in the middle of august you were sitting there hugging people in chinatown saying that trump's a racist and and love everybody just like your little communist scumbag friend there uh de blasio and all them (laughs) they could try to twist it however they want the president shut down the travel. He did all these other different things, a national emergency, the European travel ban, everything else. And Democrats were calling him racist and xenophobic all the way up until March. Then they changed the narrative because they expect people to be dumb enough to buy into it. And sadly, too many people do. But when you attack it, what was his strongest thing going into the, the election? The one thing that nobody could take away, the economy. How do you try to stop him? The economy. Now, I think they messed up with their choice of candidates. They're trying to get Cuomo in now. I, I firmly believe that. <laughs> oh, know, I do too. I, I, I absolutely do. Yes. I, yeah. And 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 it's and it's cute because so I I uh, you know I'm Pennsylvania girl, but working in New York and 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 living there part time and. Uh, both Cuomo and de Blasio have blood on their hands because they acted very slowly, but they, and they've been questioned and I've, and I've heard them be questioned by different news outlets, CNN, NPR. And, and they, they say to them, say, so, you know, but you waited, California did this when they only had X amount of you know cases. So-and-so did this when they only had this, but you, you waited till such and such a time. And now you have this going on. And they always answer the same way. They're always like, well, you know, you know, we're, we acted as fast as we could, you know, right now we're, we're trying to like catch up with stuff. And, you know, now is not the time to look back and see what could have been done. You know, we have to get through. I'm like, yeah, because you guys have blood on your hands because you didn't do things fast enough. And so New York city became the epicenter for the whole friggin' country because you were too blind and too concerned. And, and, and the big thing for them, I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a little tirade right now. Um, the big thing for them was you got to keep those schools open because that's how we keep the city going because without the daycare, and that's all that the New York city schools really amounted to in their eyes, without daycare, without a way for, for parents to put their kids somewhere so they could keep working. The economy is going to come crashing down. 
and then shit hit the fan. And when you have time for me to talk about it, I will tell you very personal stories about the the week before they finally shut the schools down because shit Do hit it. the fan in those schools and nobody told the truth about that. And they still haven't told the truth about it. And now we have about 50, I think 50 or 60 um, uh New York City uh, Department of Education employees who have died from this thing, most of them having become infected before the schools were shut down. So, yep. yeah, don't talk to me about Cuomo becoming president because I'll just I'll stop right there. <clears throat> no, I, I, I want you to keep time. going. This this is what I want because you, you had the best vantage point for all this. So please talk about the schools. People don't hear this. They won't let people like, like you get on a, a friggin' national platform and talk about it. You don't hear the story, so please, just well, so I'll so I'll it. tell you so so that as so in and so first off, I told you Dan um, earlier that I am convinced um, that back at the uh, in the end of January um, that I had the coronavirus. I'm convinced of it. Um, I yep. had all of the symptoms except for the shortness of breath. I was super sick, and so were two other teachers in my school. Um, all three of us who kind of shared uh, like a situation, one teacher was in uh, one classroom who shared that classroom with another. The teacher who shared the classroom was also sharing my room and the, all three of us got sick. And now I had gotten sick right during um, the week uh, before Regents Week started. So during Regents Week in New York City, there's no classes going on in the high school. So like I was out. So I was home. I was sick as a dog. I, I mean, it started off with a horrifically, like the worst sore throat I ever had. Like I, it was, I thought my, my throat was closing up. Um, it went up into my sinuses. I lost my sense of smell, my sense of taste. I thought I was getting a sinus infection. It ebbed and flowed. I had, um, I, I was pretty sure I had a fever. I was like, I was like uh, in, in like, like waking up like, like on fire, I was so hot, but I didn't have a, a, a thermometer or anything like that. But I didn't know about this thing then. I mean, we'd heard about it, but it was in China at that point. Um, and I just thought I had the worst cold or maybe a flu or something like that. And I never go to the doctor. I don't even have a regular doctor. So, like, I mean, mm -hmm. I just like, I, I, I like it and it, it, it ebbed and flowed for almost two weeks. Um, but like, I, I went through it. My, you know, my husband had gotten sick, but didn't have quite as much of the sickness. I actually, Gave what I had to um, Philip, my ex. You know, he got sick. Um, he was on certain medications that, you know, actually I think helped him. That's a story for another time. But anyhow. Um, and then a friend of mine over February break, he traveled to India. He came back from February break and he was really sick. Again, not in one of those countries that were, you know, um, considered a hot spot or anything like that. And he had the same thing I had. I'm telling you, this thing was here before anything that anybody said it was. So with that said, so in March, um, right before all this like started blowing, we had that, that, that lawyer, the random lawyer, um, I think it was up in New Rochelle who got sick. And that was supposedly the first case in New York, or there was somebody, I think there was actually, I think a, a nurse or somebody who come back from Iran and she had it or something. Well, anyhow, so things started happening. Well, my school is in the South Bronx and we are not far from New Rochelle. I think it's like 10 miles actually. And um, so the kids started talking about it, and I started talking. I teach high schoolers. And um, so they were getting a little concerned. I'm like, hey, listen, you know, the worst thing that happens, you get this thing. You know, most of us, you know, as long as you're fairly healthy, you might, you know, get, you know, sick, but, you know, you'll recover because at that time, that's what seemed to be happening. So then things started, you know, we started hearing more cases coming in schools. And what was supposed to happen is, is that if somebody got sick in a school, 
it was reported to the superintendent. The superintendent had to report it to the Department of Ed, and the school was supposed to be shut down. This was that last week before they shut schools down, um, the new policy. They were supposed to shut the school down for 24 hours. It was supposed to be uh, cleaned from top to bottom and then, you know, reevaluated. Well, then they instituted this, like, um, special extra heavy-duty cleaning. It was supposed to take place twice a week. Well, um, so my school is a very small school, so we have very small staff and very small custodial staff. And after the extra heavy-duty cleaning that was supposed to happen, I mean, it wasn't. It was not happening. And I can guarantee it was not happening in any of the other schools in most of the city either because it's just it's, it's impossible. We didn't have the supplies. We didn't have the manpower. It, and it's, it was just ridiculous to even assume that that was happening. And so that was an outright lie. I guarantee you that. And it was nobody's fault at my school. I'm not blaming anyone because everyone at my school did what they possibly could. We have good people at our school, good workers at our school. The principal's a good person. And, you know, I don't, it takes a lot for me to speak highly of principals with, you know, my past history. <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, it was nobody's fault at my school. We were, you could only do so much with what you're given. Um, and so that week so that that was so the the it was the 17th the 16th so it was like the the 14th was a saturday and so kevin and i had come back to pennsylvania on the 13th and so it was um odyssey of the mind uh, for northeastern pennsylvania and that got canceled and that the 13th was the day that governor wolf had decided to shut the schools down for i think two weeks and um we, you know, there were a couple schools that were being shut down in new york city and like it was starting to become a little bit more realistic and more real i mean and i, I was getting more and more concerned and i was talking to my friend who's the chapter leader at my school and i was like you know you know this is getting kind of scary so um kevin and i c- came back sunday morning to the city well we got in and there was no traffic like we came across the george washington bridge and we joke because the speed limit coming across the george washington bridge is 45 miles an hour and we never go 45 miles an hour across that bridge it's like if you're you're lucky if you're doing 25 we were doing like 50 there was no traffic and i'm like all right this is like some fucking zombie apocalypse nightmare shit here and so I'm starting to get nervous. Like, I'm like, what the hell? And so we get back to the city. We get a parking spot right in front of our building. I'm like, this does not happen. So we get back in. I'm like, there's like nobody here. And I said to um, Kevin, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pack a bag. I'm going to get stuff together just in case, you know. And um, my friend, my the, the chapter leader um, for, the, for our, our chapter of our union, you know, texted me. And she's like, um, we had a case at our school. I'm like, what? So on Saturday, one of the staff members, I still don't know who it was because, you know, HIPAA and, and I'm all, I'm fine with that. A staff member at our school had gotten sick and had, had, had found out actually this person thought they, that they had a sinus infection and then had a fever. And um, my friend had said, you don't get a fever with a sinus infection. You need to get tested. So the person had gotten tested and it came back that they had the virus. And so, like they were supposed to, they reported it to the principal. Like my principal was supposed to, she reported it to the regional superintendent. The regional superintendent said, you are the sixth principal today, this was on Saturday, who has reported this to me, a problem in one of their schools. And that was just in a small region in the Bronx. And so that happened on Saturday. Well, here it was Sunday, and the superintendent still was waiting to hear back from the Department of Education, who had not bothered to comment back. No, no comments about whether the buildings were getting clean, what was going on. And so I said to my friend, I'm like, oh, my God. And, and so at the time, so Tuesday was St. Patrick's Day. And, I, you know, I was going to take the day off, you know, my religious observance. <laughs> and, um, so 
So I said <laughs> to my friend, I'm like, so if we took, you know, Monday and Tuesday off, I said, do you think we'll finally be closed on Wednesday? I'm like, you know, I, I said, you know, we just got back. I said, do you think, you know, I should go back to Pennsylvania? She was, I don't know why you even came back to the city. I'm like, okay. We packed up and we left. And before, just as we got across Bear Mountain, and so we were right around near Goshen, um, yeah. de Blasio came on and said, closing the schools until April 20th. And, you know, I thought, okay, fine. Do you know that son of a bitch still made that week, made all the teachers and staff had to come back to the school buildings that week to gather up stuff and figure out how they were going to do online learning. So my school and a whole bunch of other schools who had cases at their buildings, the teachers were supposed to come back and work in, in those buildings where there had been infections reported. Okay. So without cleaning. My principal, and I'm not saying what school I work at or anything like that because I want to protect these people. Um, my principal said it was okay. She, she, didn't, she didn't say it was okay. She said, if anyone feels um, unsafe coming to the building, then you should, have call, of course, work from home and just let me know. So that was like, you know, because we weren't supposed to do that, but that was her way of saying, don't fucking come in here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. so that we were allowed to do that. But there were a lot of principals who didn't do that. And so there were a lot of teachers and a lot of staff members, you know, paras and all kinds of people who came into their buildings that week, no kids, but, but, but adults, and they got sick. And there were people who died because they fucking came into that building, they got sick, they had compromised immune systems, and this is what happened. And so this is why I blame Cuomo and de Blasio, because there was that whole miscommunication, nobody shut shit down, and then look what happened, and they, had these, they made these people come back in for that. Why? Because they had to figure out how to do online learning. Guess what? We figured out how to do online learning online. That was not a problem. We were doing Skyping and Zooming and whatever the hell else you want to talk about, Google Hangouts and all that, and it was done. It was taken care of. But no, they, it, was, it was unconscionable, and, and that's why I'm so ferociously angry about that. And you know, one of our kids, my, one of my seniors, his mother passed away from it. Um, we have a senior whose grandmother died from it. Um, I don't know how many other kids have, you know, we, we, the, the, the South Bronx has, is, it's called Asthma Alley. And if you look at the, um, uh, the pollution from the, 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 the expressways there, from I-95 that goes through there, from the, the, the Van Wick, well, the Van Wick's I think in Brooklyn, but um, the, all the, all the mm -hmm. I can't think of all the, but there is just, uh, there's so much, um, the, there's the huge uh, the, the markets and stuff like that where all like the, the, the produce, like all this, all the main shipping shit comes into the, into the Bronx and it is a disaster. And they showed a, a pollution map of how it's gone down so much in the Northeast because of, you know, everyone being locked down. It is uh -huh. still a disaster over there. And it's just like th 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 this, these people and and I'm one of them, you know, because I work there and, and I live there during the week and all that. Like it's it's it is it's so unhealthy. And and you're talking about a whole bunch of people who put their lives at risk, and they're going to be, you know, m much more at risk because of it. And I blame De Blasio, I blame Cuomo. So keep those people away from being the fucking president because they have no business doing that. I'm sorry, I just totally went off for like 20 minutes. I apologize. I love it. It's, this is great. You have no idea. You're probably getting cheered on so much by, right now by so many people, including fellow co-hosts. That, that, that's awesome. Oh. Uh, that's what I want you to do because there's so much truth. And that's what I mean. People don't know what's actually gone on or what's happened. They only know what they're being sold. And what they're being sold is de Blasio. De Blasio de is a hero. Um, friggin' Cuomo is the second coming of uh, Ronald Reagan. You know, it's, <laughs> it's disgusting. 
It's disgusting. These are absolute scumbags. And this is their this is what they're trying to sell to people as their new hope, if you will. And it's just it's so and that's the thing here. It's so politicized. The whole thing is politicized. And again, I could do conspiracy theories all damn day, but certain powers that be will sacrifice anyone, anything, anybody's health, anybody's life in order to attain what they want, the power mm-hmm. that they seek to control a narrative. Carrie, I laugh and it's not a laughing matter. You know, mm-hmm. it isn't, but it's become one of those things. Do you did you see the memes going around months ago about, you know, you know what doesn't hang themselves, Christmas ornaments and like Jeffrey Epstein or how the hell they said yeah. it? Everything yeah. for Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. Right? So my thing was with that, and of course I thought it was funny, but right. me and me and Mike discussed it and it's something that I think a lot of people didn't really grasp is that people are turning this into a meme, into a joke. Good. But at the same time, they're missing what actually happened there. Right. I mean, there is a sick son of a bitch who violated children, just the, the, the power structure, all the connections, everything there, just gone like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Eliminated. Was he going to talk? We'll never know. We'll never know. Seth Rich. The thing is, is because he did that, people are like, oh, well, that's okay. Who cares? But no, that's not the point. We should care because we wanted to know who he would have taken down. Exactly. Exactly. And he was executed. Now, the world is better without a piece of shit like him. But still, look at, look at, look deeper. And people don't do that. No, never. No. And because when you do... You're chastised and criticized for being that person mm-hmm. that doesn't go along to get along and doesn't, you know, doesn't want to rock the boat, so to mm-hmm. speak. But or look at what, or you see too much and and you can't handle it, you know. Yeah. I mean, and then it's then it then it like it eats you up, and then you like so you have the two types of people. You have the people who who don't want to don't want to you know know anything because it's you know oh you know I don't want to look stupid. Or you have the people who, who, who know, well, it's more than two people, two types, but people who know yeah. too much and it eats them alive and then they can't control, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, and you're, you know, and then there's the, then there's the people like you, like me, like, you know, Mike, like the other people involved that are like, no, you got to question this and you have to be that because if you don't, then these people get, then the other ones, the ones who are perpetrating this shit, get away with it. it it's, sorry, I wasn't saying got it to you. I'm getting live time feedback. And this is just to interject here, but I think myself and Mike Jacobson are being blackballed by Blog Talk Radio because everybody else could hear us streaming live and Mike can. <laughs> so that's a, pre- that's a prelude for Thursday's episode, everybody. So I hope all the co-hosts got that. We got those links because uh, you might be the only ones running the show. Me and Mike might be completely removed. But, but I mean, it's, it's scary to me that it becomes almost a joke. And it's not because it's tragic, but every time something happens, like I said, well, Democrats didn't get what they wanted with Mueller. So let's wait for the next mass mass shooting within days, within days, there'll be Mm -hmm. a school shooting within days. So it's, it's too much like clockwork. And am I crazy for bringing that up? Am I crazy for not putting two and two together? Like just saying something isn't right here. That it doesn't fail. You look back, and, his, and this, is, this is a good research assignment for the both of us. 
hopefully you're going to do the show again next week and it'll come across a lot better. Just saying. So, (laughs) but it's a good research assignment. Look at how many parallels there are between world events not going in one way and then look at what happens directly after that. Look at the number of school shootings. Look at the number of store shootings. Look at the number of, there's just so many different instances that I could give that it's scary. And that goes back to what you were saying before about the people that stand to benefit. It's the most mm-hmm. evil, corrupt people that the world has ever known. And, I mean, just look at the person I like to keep going back to. I don't know why, because even the, uh, <laughs> even the liberals have sold him out. But Bill Gates, you know, the hero of the world mm. there for a minute. Yeah. The man that's literally invested in the coronavirus and invested in the vaccine. Yeah. To, to own both sides of it who just so happened to put out his little Netflix documentary talking about a coronavirus pandemic or going back to Dr. Fauci, who sits on Bill Gates' board, talking about in 2017, the new administration is going to be challenged with the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, but Dan, or, that's too obvious. Come on. I nobody know. would believe it. It's just too obvious. Of course. You know, and I, and I said this the other night, and I got to bring it up, but again, Dr. Burks, I can't stand her. But... Mm-hmm. To literally, when she got asked questions about the hydrochloroquine, the malaria drug, asking, and she, her response was, it's unproven, it still has to be tested, this drug has been on the market since like literally the 40s, and she doesn't have enough data to justify either which way, right? She doesn't know what it is or what it's used for or any of the research behind it. She sits on the board of the International Malaria Foundation. And the Bill Gates Foundation. Dan, let me tell you something. About... Let, me, let me add fuel to your fire on that one. So I was telling mm-hmm. you about Philip, who, who I, he got sick. He got exactly what I had, right? He takes hydroxychloroquine for his, um, uh, oh my God, I can't, no, he, well, he has that too, but he has, um, he was hospitalized for, holy shit, sarcoidosis, sarcoidosis, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so he takes that because he was complaining that people were, were um, prescribing that for this and he couldn't get his full prescription, right? So he's on that, right? Do you know what else he wound up taking? Because when he finally went to the doctor when he was so sick with what I had um, and he went to the doctor and do you know what she prescribed him on top of what he was, or he was already taking the hydroxychloroquine. Do you know what he, they prescribed on top of that that finally kicked it out of him? What? Z-Pack. I was going to say it. Uh-huh. And the, so he was on that combination, not intentionally, right? But boom, he was done and he was fine. Mm-hmm. And he has an immune, an immuno, uh, he has a, a compromised immune system. So I'm just saying then I said that that was a story for another time, but you just brought that up. So I thought, oh, I'd throw that out there. No, it's and, good. And, and he brought that up. He was like, holy fuck. He goes, I think that helped me. And I'm like, um, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And we can't discuss that because we're conspiracy oh, theorists. <laughs> I know. We're going to be blackballed by Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I, I mean, there's so much research coming from all around the world about the 100% success rate of those combinations. Factor in zinc as well. Right? People are using the right, zinc, the Z-Pack. That. And the, yeah. That, that package has been saving lives with a 100% recovery rate in France and Italy and all the areas where they, they demographed, they, uh, Damn, we can't have that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> There's too much invested in keeping everybody scared, locked Sick. down. And in, yes, yes. Fear porn. 
Mm-hmm. All the time, all damn day. And, and what did I, I mean, tell you? Remember, I said to you the other day when you were talking about like school shootings and all that stuff, and I said, "What was the new thing I told you about that I had just heard that they were saying that that you know because I was like, oh, there's no there's no school shootings. March was the first month on record to have no school shootings since I don't even know when. So the new right. thing is now that the FBI or the CIA or one of those." said that the new not to, that there was and, and this is what gets me there was no credible threats like this but to be uh, um, on alert and be wary because the new terror target would be probably grocery stores I'm like of course. all right so you have no credible threat but you're going to say this shit and now you're going to like you know stir something up like what the fuck is wrong with you people so like you yep. planted that idea in some dumbass's mind, and like and so now you're stirring it up again, more fear porn. Yes, and I enjoy I enjoy the video that came out today about the hot mic there from the White House press briefing room. I love that. I love that video. I sent it to you before the show. I did. But I, I saw love that. that. Do you think that? Do you think that was real? That that wasn't like uh like anything like like because first of all the woman's voice over like that she was driving me crazy like her accent I'm like really I know. <laughs> So, but anyway, do you think that was like legit? Because I didn't get a chance. To, I just saw that like shortly before we like came on, so I didn't get a chance to like look anything up. But do you think that's like legit? Judging by the rate they're trying to get it removed, yes. They okay. they wouldn't be working overtime to try to remove it from all. I mean, I just got it. It's funny you said that. I literally just got a notification from one of my groups I started in 2016. Has about 8,000 members. A Unite for Trump group. And mm-hmm. a, a recent post was just deemed as false by independent fact checker. Right. And guess what it was? The video. And their explanation? Gotcha. No explanation. Deemed false. There you go. That's called yeah. acting too quickly. So That's like the parents. So, it's, it's false because I said so. <laughs> right? Well, that, that's, that's what we're supposed to believe, you know? Don't ever question. But things like that, I, I love when it gets leaked because it just it destroys what they're trying to do. And when the media who absolutely has always hated the FBI, the CIA. Now, notice how there's a role reversal that you have Democrats that are pro-war, pro-intelligence overreach. They're pro-overthrowing dictators. It's like they're, they're just – they're all into everything they protested against not 10 years ago. It's like yeah. they, they had this real role reversal. No, the Southern strategy wasn't real, but this – the parties didn't switch, but they sure as hell switch narrative now. Okay? Oh, yeah. And I find it funny because it's they're they're working overtime to try to demonize when the president makes remarks like with the secretary of state, when he said Mike has to get back to the State Department, or as I like to call it, the deep state department. And that's when little <laughs> troll Fauci made his little face and put his his head in his hand and Pompeo's right. laughing or that he attacked the FBI with the scum on top <laughs> and the right. things he keeps bringing up. Why, why do you think he's bringing it up? And I firmly believe, and it's not just the wholehearted Trump supporter in me, because again, I'll question anybody if they do something wrong. I'll, I'll call out, I'm not a cult member or any other bullshit, right? Because and we'll talk about this in a moment, my issues with other Trump supporters that are now attacking me, but I digress. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that one. Um, but why do they get so incensed when he calls out these establishment entities like the FBI, like a CIA, like the sec- you know, the, the State Department, whatever it is? How come are they? They're just they're running to the defense now. Why? 
because everybody knows that these agencies have been entrenched in the most vicious, heinous stuff the world has ever known since their inception. And I hate to say that because you got to do the standard. There's a lot of good in pe- a lot of good people in all agencies, not the rank and file. No shit. We know this. Okay. It's the people at the top, the true deep state, if you will, the power brokers that invest in a North Korea, invest in a China, the, the ones that one of my, one of my most favorite historical figures, you know, right there, it was Poe and militarily it was mm. general MacArthur. Douglas MacArthur was like my military hero. And he was the one that said after they defeated Japan in world war II, he's going to begin the occupation of Japan. And he was, he was informed that you'll begin the rebuilding of Japan. And he said, so say who? The League of Nations. And as he said, he goes, this is the end of all wars as we'll ever know them. And this is the end of any and all freedom that we will ever know. This wow. is – and he, he put it out. And again, I don't – I wasn't a very big – I wasn't a very big Eisenhower fan because I'm a MacArthur fan. But <laughs> we, they talk about it, his farewell address to the nation when he talked about the military-industrial complex. And he spoke, he actually did bring up the technological military industrial complex. They like to leave that out, but it's, it's on archives.gov. I mean, what was he talking about in the fifties that he knew that he seen that was already in place, the Hoovers and everything else. And go back to the McCarthy era. Again, I bring this up all the time. McCarthyism, McCarthyism, but they never tell you that McCarthy was actually proven right about the double agents in our government, about what they were doing and calling people out. Then it was the Russians. The, you know, now it's China. Now it's this. It's that. It, it's a disgusting disease. It's a disease of the world. And I still think, in my heart of hearts, Mike, Mike will go back and forth with me on this, and I have a different perspective. I think, honestly, that Trump is a man of many things, and I, I support the man. You know, Does he do some things that people consider wrong, whatever? Sure. Does he do things that are great and people don't even realize? Sure like anybody else. Right. But this is somebody who, and I defy anybody to really come at me with an argument and speak to the other end of this. They have worked so hard to remove him and now to stop him from getting reelected. I said the day he got elected, the biggest battle is going to be one staying in office. And the second part of that is when he gets reelected that this country is going to fall apart because when you're in a second term, what have you got to lose? Look at what Trump did when he released the JFK files and how much pushback he got. Everybody wanted him to keep them redacted, to keep them, you know, disclosed and confidential for another 40 years till it became up for renewal again. He released them. And then they said, Oh, we can't, they tried everything in their power to stop him. All the way up, to, I believe it was to the Supreme Court to try to stop him. And he ended up winning. And he said, no, I want them released now. And there are still redactions in it against yeah. the president's orders. And I, I say to people, go back and read what actually made it out in the public. Talking about the FBI essentially talking about the hit on Martin Luther King Jr., on Malcolm X, mm-hmm. on JFK, on Robert. What did JFK say about the intelligence agencies and secret organizations and the intelligence agencies and the CIA blowing them into a million pieces and scattering them all over the world? And then what, seven days later, he was killed? Of course. I said, 
I say he was the last good Democrat, and you know he was he was a man whore with some schizophrenia. But what was he on to? What was he on to that they feared so much they had to kill him and his brother? Yeah. You know, and I look at I I go I'm a student of history if nothing else. I look at a stupid magazine like Vanity Fair, but the interview with. I know the interview from late 1999 or what, or summer, one or the other. It's one of that. I don't remember the date specific. I just know it was 99 with Donald Trump's best friend talking about how they, he doesn't know if he's going to run for Senate or not, but he's given it a lot of consideration and he thinks he would do good for the people of New York because he's one of them and he doesn't feel like an establishment person. He doesn't feel like political royalty. And then they asked him then, because Trump was toying with the idea of running in 2000, what do you think about Donald Trump? And he said, if he runs, whether he's a Republican or Democrat, both will stop at nothing to stop him because they fear somebody who's not owned by them and will speak the truth. That man, JFK Jr., shortly thereafter, flew into the ocean with his wife and then left it open for Hillary Clinton to swoop in, take the Senate seat, and the cycle of life continues. You see, people can say you're insane for saying these things, but there's so many different things you could piece together, and it becomes a question of, am I really that crazy, or am I just onto something because you resist it so much? You push back against it so much. So when Trump released the JFK files, I think it was information overload. And that's when it really set in, what will he do in a second term? What else will he expose? What else will he talk about? People don't want to think. And, and it's funny because people make fun of Trump and how he talks and how he acts. I, I, I hate to say it. And I sound like an apologist, but I'm not. I get what he's doing. He's literally dumbing it down for people to understand what he's talking about. I mean, again, the dude is on record. It's not just him saying it. He's legitimately a genius level IQ. There's something to that, and that was even back in the day when all the Democrats loved him and all the people that now want him dead, they were his friend one day, and then he said Republican instead of Democrats, and now he's Satan. And I'm looking at the uh, – there's, there's so many. There's so many celebrities that are the biggest anti-Trumpers that were his best friends not 12 hours before he announced he was running, or in the, in the case like a Snoop Dogg and this and that, doing the roast of Donald Trump on uh, Comedy Central, then a month later – yeah, and even said, if I run, you're all going to vote for me. Yeah, everybody loves him. Then he said Republican. Oh, he's the devil. But anyway. <laughs> so I have a question for you, though. Yeah, go ahead. So, so you're, you're talking about, like, you know, how people are, you know, against him and probably on, on both sides because, you know, neither one trusts him. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's interesting you're saying this. I have heard very little. And it may just be because the, the few news sources that I'm listening to and I'm trying to still weed through what I can actually trust. I have heard very little uh, coming from Mitch McConnell, from uh, Lindsey Graham, from any of them that were typically staunch Trump supporters. I've, I've heard very little from any of them. So <laughs> are they like uh, trying to distance themselves from him or are they just, you know, being quiet? Like, I, like I, I'm just wondering how because uh, honestly, I think both of them are uh, in the grass. I, I can't mm-hmm. stand either one of them. I also don't much care for um I, I, oh my God! I can't think of his name. Oh, the piece of shit from Texas! Holy shit! 
He looks Ted like Cruz? the kid from. Uh, yep, there we go. The kid, the kid from uh, the Munsters. Yeah. I was going to say. Um, yeah. Yeah. The three of them. I, I I can't stand to look at any of them. And um, I'm just thinking about the the three of them and just like, they're just such toadies. And mm-hmm. I I just I I mean and bootlickers and who would just as soon I'm pretty sure um, would probably sell Trump up the river as fast as they could. So I'm just wondering and what your thoughts are on them. So talk, I, so talk to me about them. <clears throat> I think that they are your political expedient class. It's kind of like a former Speaker of the House, John Boehner, who was a piece of shit, oh, um, lifelong oh, career him. politician. But mm-hmm. then he said, I'm a Tea Party guy now. And he's a hero of the people, right? And he was a piece of shit. All right. He it, disappeared it's, too. Oh, of course. He, I think he like smokes weed all the time and does some consulting crap. Whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he did some weird-ass interview. and it, eh. Anyway, but... Let's not let's go back further to just the primaries. I mean, nobody, nobody savaged a Lindsey Graham and a Ted Cruz more than Donald Trump. I mean, he destroyed them. And no matter no matter how you feel about Trump, when he labels you, it sticks. Look at Obama's endorsement of Joe Biden had so many millions of views. Trump put out that parody ad of the of Obama watching a Biden speech at a commercial. That surpassed Obama's endorsement of a Biden by like, uh, oh Biden of Biden by about fifteen million <laughs> in twenty four hours. Oh Biden, yeah, like oh Biden, <laughs> right? But you look at these people, and I and I think back to the very first debate on Fox News with uh, uh, Megyn Kelly there, you know, when he even said he goes, I give him money to you, to you, to you, and he said, why don't I, why don't you raise your hands if I haven't donated to you? Nobody can raise their hands. And he play, he owned both sides. It was brilliant. He he's contributed to everybody, right? But these people, and then Ted Cruz of the Republican National Convention wouldn't wouldn't go out and endorse Trump. And he did that BS speech. And then all of a sudden, he's back to being the hero. Then they got silent. Yes, they got silent. But it's funny you brought them up because uh, Fox. And I think Fox News sucks. I'm sorry. I I never. Thank you. I they, yeah. They are they are shit. They are shit. I I do like a Tucker, Laura, Lou Dobbs, and all them, and, and Hannity, yes, but Fox News is now one of their chair executives is Paul Ryan, former Speaker of the House, that little no. piece of shit, which oh, I yeah. think is great, right? But they are just, they, they, they expose people for being the morons that they are, that will buy anything that they're being sold and just accept it as gospel, right? So, they're all doing a slew of interviews this week on Fox News, coming back out again. You haven't heard from them in a while. Uh, Lindsey Graham was quarantined. Ted Cruz was warrant quarantined. And they all became silent. Now they're all slated to do interviews again. Why? Why? Because the poll numbers we all know are false. But the poll numbers have come out recently that now it's like 62% approve of President Trump's job with the handling of the, the pandemic. And that was done by a, a Reuters poll, I believe. or Zogby or Reuters, one of the liberal Cesspools. But nevertheless, so now that it's swinging back up, oh, he didn't lose his momentum. He still got his support. Well, jump back on because we want to be safe politically come reelection time. They will go along to get along. They are they are nothing more than, as I call them, prostitutes. And that's no offense to prostitutes, but <laughs> honestly, <laughs> at least they're clear cut. These people are the cancers of politics. They are the lifers. They say what you want to hear to win your vote and then just completely blackball you. They just they do the exact opposite once in power. So 
they don't like Trump. They'll never like Trump, ever, because he doesn't fall into the establishment class. He doesn't want to make the deals that are you know, going to be beneficial to their own pockets and shit. He questions it. Or if he has to sign a bill like the most recent uh, stimulus bill, right. I mean – what cho- I said this, and I'm not making an excuse for it. I say if he didn't sign the bill, Trump doesn't care about the workers. He wants us all to die. He does sign the bill. Oh, he did the right thing, but look what he just added on to the economy. He's, he's worse than Obama. He, damned if you do, damned if you don't. I personally right. would have liked to see Trump stick to his guns in the beginning where he said he was doing what he needed to do, but he called it out for being overblown and overhyped. He did do that, but the difference is what the media doesn't bring up is the fact that he was actually taking the steps to lock down the country, to stop travel, to do all these things, right? He was doing it, but I wish he would have stuck to his guns more on that, but nevertheless, he doesn't represent the talking point person that they like, and he goes and he does these press conferences, and now you have Katie... Katie Couric and all them wanting Trump's press conferences to be recorded and edited by media outlets because he's telling lies on national TV. I love that. I love that more than you could ever possibly imagine. <laughs> when, they go, when they go that far, that means they're afraid because he'll come out and say something and then he'll just go off the cusp and talk about how he was talking about China to go along to get along, right? With the deal mm-hmm. and everything else. So we're going to look into it. Then the one reporter Oh, well, you were saying nice things about China. And he said, he goes, what do you want me to say? He goes, do you want me to talk about what I'm going to do? Oh, what is your responsibility? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to say what needs to be said, but I'm looking into things. When pushed, he gets pissed and he lets out these little truth bits, which I think are hilarious. He rocks the establishment. He rocks what they want him to be. When they try to make him a puppet, it fails every time. And I think that it defines his first term was he did what he needed to do to survive, knowing what he would be up against. And I think second term is going to be night and day different. But so do you, for the do you amid- think he's going to still uh, appeal to his uh, ultra right wing conservative Christian uh, group because they're the ones that, well, they kind of pissed me off. Sorry, I don't want to insult anyone, but like uh, not all of them, but like but some of them, like cause I know that like he definitely kind of tries to play to them. Um, with some of the stuff like, you know, opening up the, you know, the churches for Easter and all that. Is this, do you think that that's just a, a ploy of his? That, not a ploy. That's the wrong word. I didn't mean that. Like that, because I know that you have to appeal to your voter base and that's definitely Correct. part of his base. But like, there are a lot of things that he does, a lot of things that he says that um, are definitely at odds to that base that 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 yeah. particular group. So do you think that if he gets reelected, like, do you think you're, you're going to see a different Trump? than what we've seen so far? I say, in my opinion, and to the religion thing, I'm happy you brought that up. Because the religion thing, I think he brought that up to point out the duality. Because he was actually talking about the simple fact that, well, churches are closed, but mosques are open. Why? He's trying to incite hate. No. He was bringing up a good point. Why is one okay, but the other isn't? Where is that freedom of religion? <clears throat> So I I credit him for bringing that up. I thought that was good. That was bold because that gets him in trouble with, you know, oh, he's against Muslims again. But um, I think what we're going to see in a second term is the same same guy, just a lot more 
bluntness, a lot more straightforwardness. I don't think I think he's not pandering, but he's definitely playing to a base to a degree. But then he pisses off the base when he talks about, you know, wanting to work with Democrats for infrastructure, wanting to work with this. You see, that right there is one of the reasons why. And I I know I've had this conversation with you. Hell, at dinner, you know, when I said that one of the things I like about him is the fact that he said the things that other Republicans wouldn't say. He said the things that went against the Republican base. First off, as an independent thinker, but I've been a lifelong Republican, I'll be the first to say I think Republicans suck. I think they are a joke. I think they're a sham. I, they lost what they were supposed to be, what they originally were, decades ago. And they're no better than the left that they, you know, they protest against. Yeah. I started as a Republican. And, and, but that's good. You know, at least you didn't start on the other side. <clears throat> but, <laughs> but, you know, that's good. Because I think, you know, how come I'm going off? I, I'm sorry. I'm going to let you talk here. I, I promise you. No, no, I'm but, listening. But one of the things that blows my mind is the simple fact that the Republican Party was Mike doesn't like when I say this, but it's true. They were, there, they were the original, truly, party of liberty. They were the, the party that wanted to be different than the establishment Democrat mm-hmm. party. That's in their inception. They were more hands-off. Yes. Yes. That's what they were about. And just like, oh, well, people always bring up the slavery thing and the, and the whatever – you know why they bring it uh, and no, they don't bring it up. And that's a, that's a gripe I have very, very much. So, and I still go back to when Obama announced he was running for president, like Abraham Lincoln, get your own president. Okay. Like, listen, (laughs) he was a Republican, but they'll have you think that Martin Luther King jr. And, and Abraham Lincoln were lifelong Democrats. No, no, not true at all. My dog is getting very incensed right now. He's, he he wants to speak, but getting worked up. (laughs) Yes. But uh, Republicans were the ones that, you know, in the 1800s, they had African-American representatives, or as I like to call them, black Americans, Mm -hmm. right? They had black people in the Congress that were Republicans. Democrats, can't say the same for them, right? But, and I I use it as an example, it's a weak example, but it's it's also poignant because it's true, and people don't talk about that enough. But my thing is, when, when they call Republicans racist, they take it. They just take it. Like, oh, I'm not that. Trump fought back, and I like that because that's what I've always wanted to see. People say that they're a this Republican. I, I like to get, I consider myself, really, I consider the true godfather of the Republican Party, in my opinion, was Jefferson. He was kind of the original badass, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. All right. But he believed in fighting back, calling out the BS, treating everybody equally, this, that, right? All, all this crap, all this crap. Republicans don't do that. They roll over. Trump represents something different. He represents a throwback to the talking points that they should have always been using to differentiate themselves. While we were busy running the government and passing civil rights legislation, you were busy funding KKK on one side and then hiring the NRA to teach your new group, the Black Panthers, how to shoot. That's what the Democrats were doing then. You know, and I can, and that's just one example that, and I can go to a million more examples that they've always been kind of fucked up and Republicans lost their way. They became this, the global 
party, if you will. They became globalists. They were, they were taken over. And it sickened me to see that everybody just would take it. Like I said, when I, when I would do my rallies, Carrie, when somebody would call me a racist or somebody would call me KKK, I'd say, that offends me. And right. you know, the little reporter would get all excited, like, oh, I got you, right? I'm like, oh, why does it offend you? Because I'm not a Democrat. No, <laughs> they hated that. Just, oh my god! You know, I got on the Rush Limbaugh show because <laughs> when some I, I was on a, a live debate with uh, Senator Douchebag there. Uh, I can't even think of his name at the moment. It was Anderson Cooper thing. And anyway, whatever. Yeah. He he was calling me a racist, 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 racist. Not letting me talk. You're a racist, 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 racist. And I said to him, "So you done? Ah, I let you speak. When I'm done, I'm like, are you done? And I have nothing to say to you. Okay. I said, do you know what's in my heart? Do you know what's in my mind? That you're a racist. Do you know what's in my heart? Do you know what's in my mind? I don't have to. I know bad when I see it. What you just did was prejudge me without knowing the very definition of prejudice. That makes you prejudiced. He walked off on a live debate on TV. That's awesome. Loved it. And that got me on Rush Limbaugh because he thought it was so great. You pulled the race card away. Then, I, you know, I was forgotten about a week later because I'm a nobody <laughs> from Pennsylvania, right? But still, still, why don't we see more of that? So, Because nobody has the balls. Back, <laughs> no, no. And that, honestly, like, I, I'm not going to lie. And I know this is a very touchy subject for some. People don't want to talk about it, and we're not going to – I mean, we can get into it any time. I don't care, but I, I'm not planning on going into it. But I was honestly – I wanted Trump to run in 2000. I thought he was awesome. I, I, I wanted Pat Buchanan, Donald Trump, like I, Alan Keyes. These are the people – the outsiders. I liked them. I always did. I did a book report on the art of the deal. So it's always been something that I, I just it – is, it is what it is right from a young age. So – when 2016 election started up, and I'm like, oh, God, Jeb Bush is running. That's my guy. You know, because I, I was like, defend Bush to the end. And I love George Bush Jr. You know, he, he, was, he was my guy. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is terrible. Now Trump's going to run? This is horrible. Like, I, I love them both. I was such a blind idiot. And at this point, I had already gone through so many fights with, these establishment life from Republicans, like trying to shut me down, a nobody from Pennsylvania, attacking me and, and trashing my name and doing hit pieces and all this other shit, right? But I still, I, I believed that, that narrative, like, you know, Bush is the man, he did the right thing, and 9-11, he, he saved us and all this other crap. It, and I didn't lessen my love for Trump. I will shut up after this. But it was a South Carolina primary, the debate. Trump said something about all the Republicans up here. They're booing, they're booing, they're booing. And he goes, of course you're booing. He goes, because I'm not out there sitting in the audience with you like all their special donors and their interest groups that I know. No. Because look at them. They're, wa- they're waving at me while they're booing me. And, <laughs> you know, it was just one of those moments. And Jeb Bush got on his high horse and started attacking Donald Trump for being mean. He goes, and I'm, I'm tired of the, the attacks you, you launch against my brother. And he kept America safe, and everybody is applauding. And Trump said, he goes, <laughs> over 3,000 people didn't die under his watch. 
<laughs> and everybody's booing. He goes, nobody wants me to talk about it. He goes, but I'm going to go there. What about the 16 pages of the 9-11 report? What about – he started going down this – he was this attack, 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 talking about all the failures of mm-hmm. the Bush administration. He didn't hold – he didn't pull any punches. That was the moment. That was the moment for me. I could honestly say where I'm like, well, wow. Jesus Christ. That was like a revelation for me. Like, you know what? There's something more there. And it wasn't because I'm a cult of Trump guy, but it was something about that moment that resonated with me. And ever since then, I've always said, and this is, this is what I was referring to before about his second term. What else will he reveal? What else will he declassify that has them so scared? that they're willing to do anything in their power to try to take him down. So the Lindsey Grahams and the Cruises and the Mitch McConnells, they had no choice but to roll over and I'm on the Trump train, but they're the first ones that'll stab you in the back time and time again. He knows this. He knows. Do you think that Trump retweeted that tweet the other night with the, the fire Fauci hashtag in it without knowing? By accident? No. Yeah. No, he doesn't no. do anything like that by accident. <laughs> no. That man plays the media better than anybody could ever hope to in their wildest dreams. Everything he does is intentional. And then Fauci comes out the next day like a little whip dog, you know? Yeah. Well, there was some confusion. That's because your ass got called out. I haven't so seen him lately. I, <laughs> I know. He, he keeps disappearing. He is a little shit, but, you know. It's nice to see because I don't want to see him. I don't trust him, right? But that's the type of one people that the McConnells and the establishment Republicans are. I want them all gone. I want – first off, I want term limits for Congress and Senate because yeah. these, these scumbags have been in office. Like look at, look at douchebag Bernie Sanders. Everybody thinks is so great. He is, no, he's I never did. He's a scumbag. He's had one job in his life. Friggin' 30 years or whatever as United States Senator. And he's anti-establishment. But he got bought off, bought off by Hillary Clinton and backed her. Oh, he's back. He's back to his old ways. And he's anti-establishment. Got bought off and now backs Biden. Like, you see, well, these this are is exactly why Trump is going to win in November, because all of the Bernie bros refused to throw in for Biden. And I've said this before, when Biden became the nominee for the Democratic Party, I said, it's over. Mm-hmm. Trump's going to win. That's, that's the bottom line, because, I mean, even though Biden has all the Obama supporters, it's not enough because, you know, the Bernie people are insane. And they were like, well, I'm just not going to vote. Well, then you've just handed Trump the win. So there you go. Done. I've, I've already called it. It's not going to be. It's not exactly. even an issue at this point. It's not an issue. Which I, I personally think is fantastic. And <laughs> I mean, honestly, look at, look at how many people, they never, they never, they never go deeper. They never go deeper. And this pisses me mm-hmm. off. The, the stupidity of people and the fact that they're always so obedient. But when they talk about the, you know, well, 70 or 90 or 60 or 80 it always keeps it keeps changing like the numbers of illegals in america you know i think now they're back to 11 million illegals you were saying there were 11 million in 2000 freaking five all right there's like 30 to 40 million illegals in this country shut up all right everybody knows it you're not fooling anybody but they they use it for political purposes but when it comes to the voters they talk about the people who vote well 90 million registered voters you know there's how many people in america 
<laughs> what, 300? Yeah, that's pretty sad, isn't it? Yeah, 300 some million, yeah. yeah, and like only 90 some that are registered, and how many actually vote? It's a sad, pathetic commentary on our country, on our citizens, I should say. Of course, and, but nobody thinks about that. And nobody looks at that. For they just take it for face value. Then they move along. The, you know, it's a, it's like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's an afterthought. Yep. I think and, about oh, these well, things. Well, what can I do? I'm just one person. I can't do anything. I I was outraged. I have a, a you know, I told you I, I teach juniors and seniors, and um, I said to my some of my some of my seniors, it was like they were talking about I forget one of my girls who's actually fairly smart, and she said I don't forget the hell it was. I'm like, well, this is exactly why you need to make sure you're registered. You need to vote in November. She's like. I'm not even going to bother. What's the point? I'm like, and that is why you will never affect change ever. And so when somebody gets elected that you don't want, I want to hear shit from you. I was outraged. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Have you learned nothing from your social studies teacher? And her social studies teacher would have been outraged to have heard her say that. I'm just like, you know what? I just give up. I give up. It's like, how do you, how do you, how do you make them passionate about this? I don't understand. Yeah. And it, it makes you wonder just how far people are willing to be pushed and shit on and just, you know, desecrated and use as pawns. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, roll and, over and, and still, take it again. Like nothing. Like no big deal. You know, I mean, look at look at what's happening now. It's the best example of just people at and alright, I, I said I was gonna stop talking, but damn it. Ugh. No, keep going because I mean I I feel the same way. It's like it's and it's very true. It's because like you know whether you you love Trump or you hate him, I don't care. You need to go out and vote. If you love him and support him, then you need to make sure you support him because there are a lot of people out there who hate him. And if you hate him, you need to get the fuck out there and vote against him because there are a lot of people out there who love him. So regardless, come November, you need to make your fucking voice count. And I'm sick to death of hearing people complaining on either side. Oh, you know, he does all this shit. This is bullshit. Or he does all this wonderful stuff and it's wonderful. Well, you know what? Nobody has the right to say one goddamn thing against him or for him if you haven't voted. And I'm not, I'm not going to tolerate this shit. I don't care whether you vote for him or against him, but if you haven't voted, fuck off. I'm not – no, because you have no say in anything, and no matter what happens, you just need to shut your mouth and take it because you didn't put your, your two cents worth in. No. Damn straight. I... Stupid people. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's and, another and... thing. Stupid people, you know what? Cull the herd. Maybe this 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 virus is a blessing at this point. Cull the herd and get rid of the stupid people. Jesus. <laughs> no no and, offense and to he, people who who've gotten this virus who didn't deserve it. That's not what I mean because there are plenty of people out there who didn't deserve it. But I mean like there are some really fucking stupid people out there who definitely like take a step back. Jeez. Amen. And you know what's funny is the most vocal people out there that are, you know, expressing their hatred for Trump or their hatred for this one, usually they're the ones that don't vote. Oh, yeah, and they'll have every excuse under the sun not to vote, too. Well, yes. you know, like, I couldn't get there, or, you know, my, well, you know what? There's a thing called an absentee ballot, and, you know, and then that's something else. I think um, a lot of the governors, oh. and I think Wolf has done this, too, said that you can do yes. an absentee ballot without even having, like, a, a real reason. So I have done absentee ballots because often, like, when, I, you know, I, I have to be in New York City during, like, the, the, the vote. So, you know, like, I'll do an absentee ballot. There's no way that I can vote in the morning or in the evening. I, I just would never be here in time. And I would have to miss work. So I've always done an absentee ballot. This time I was not going to do an absentee ballot. I was going to make sure I was here no matter what to vote in person just in case because, you know, things get lost in the mail and whatever. Um, but there's no excuse because, like, you can, you know, like, you can basically give, you know, I'm, I'm not well or whatever. Like, they're going to, like, let you vote 
an absentee ballot for just about any fucking reason you can come up with. So that's not even an excuse anymore. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. If you can vote, if you are registered to vote, and you can register online now. So there is no reason why you can't vote, period. Mm-hmm. Wow. I guess I'm out there and, like pro-voting now. And <laughs> it's, it's funny, but one of the things that people aren't talking about I don't know if you received it or not, but I got the email from the Pennsylvania Department of State about, you know, how we're going to be voting via mail or mail-in ballot this time because we have to cancel the primary because of the the coronavirus and everything. <laughs> that was intentional. And I, I didn't get that because believe... I'm an independent. Oh, I'm surprised. I thought everybody got it. But... No, because I'm an independent, so I didn't, I didn't get that because I don't get to vote in the primaries. Oh, okay, okay. Well, believe me, and I hate to say it because there are also two Republican governors that would do the same thing. If they can, they will push this lockdown and the stay-at-home orders to the day after the presidential election if they have any say whatsoever. They will do that because that is how they have manipulated the voting and they try to control the voting. Do you trust these people to count votes, especially via no. They can't count I mean, to 10, let alone beyond. And I'm talking state like Florida, you know, Ugh. formerly a Republican state like Kentucky that magically, oh, the new governor got 40,000 last-minute votes, and he's the new governor. All yeah. this crap. All this crap. I mean, and, and, and that's the argument people make for not voting, which – there is validity to that argument, but I agree with you. Vote anyway. Because, right. you know, one of the things that scared them in the 2016 election was a lot of us, and no matter if they said it was wrong or right, we were doing live streams and videotaping our vote because votes were being changed via the, I, I, my opinion, go back to the old paper ballots. I, I don't trust the computers mm-hmm. at all. I never Give will. us pregnant chads. <laughs> yes, yes. Pregnant and hanging I, chads. Well, hey, Planned Parenthood will have something to say about that. But (laughs) nevertheless, you know, the old school way is probably the best way because these people cannot be trusted and their systems cannot be trusted. But it's amazing how they are just they're stripping everything away. And look at look at the states that are going to extend their lockdowns with no Mm -hmm. real justification. So we're supposed to be waiting for an alleged curve. In Philadelphia, with no, uh, we're supposed to wait for 14 days, according to the White House. We're supposed to have 14 day Mm -hmm. period with no, um, like, uh, with with like as far as like a reduction. And as long as we have 14 days of like lower cases, then you can start. You know, like the governors are allowed to start like you know, um, opening things under their discretion. Um, however, uh, going back to Florida, um, they were closed for mm. what? Not even two weeks. And he's like, okay, let's open everything. And it's like, well, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. And like, so I have to stop about that because like, you know, oh, we're going to open tattoo parlors, massage parlors, um, hairdressers, <laughs> movie theaters, bowling. I'm like, what, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Social distancing? No. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and to be very honest with them, I mean, like they, they, they don't have that two week. They don't, they, they don't have that. Like that's from the white house that's like you're a republican governor 
And that's the White House is like, and so people who are like arguing that like Trump's not like even doing the right thing, that is his, the, and the White House is like mandate for two weeks like that. And, and some people are saying that's not enough, but that's, that's, Florida's not even doing that, you know? And I think nope. South Carolina is joining in that too. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, guys. Like, so you have the, the crazy extremes. You have like, you know, Wolf going till May 8th and then like slowly like, like allowing things like, I guess he's allowing like online auto sales and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, Personally, I don't understand the, the ban against, like, building. Like, you can't have, like, a building contractor or, like, landscaping. It's like, what? Yep. What? Like, you, you, hey. what, what's wrong with the guys coming to mow lawn? I mean, I don't have a lawn. But, I mean, like, like what's wrong with that kind of shit? Like, that's outdoors. Who are they interacting with? Like, let's see. Let's Ex- see like, that's bullshit. But, you know. Excuse but, me. Like, what the hell? I, I now have to go after you. Okay, go ahead. Listen. <clears throat> the student has been. No, anyway. <laughs> The student has become the, oh, the 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 Padawan has become the master. Okay. Yes. Don't you know that things like landscapers and construction workers are non-essential? Okay. What well, is no, essential? I agree. And is, I don't use uh, them. I don't use them. But no, I mean, they're no. not interacting with anybody. I I have to I have to fire back at you. Okay. Listen, they are not essential. PennDOT is essential to continue fixing their same highway on Route 81. <laughs> That they started okay. when Hello. I was in middle school. Come on. <laughs> um, they are essential. And the most important business in Pennsylvania that is essential is the kitchen cabinet business owned, owned by, by Governor, Governor Tom Wolf. Wolf. Yes. yes. So yes, how dare you bring up <laughs> landscapers and construction workers because the real heroes, the cabinet workers, they right? matter. Okay. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go live right now. We're live, right? I'm going. I'm going yes. to admit something. I might get arrested. Oh, I've never been arrested before. This is awesome. I'm a bootlegger, according to Pennsylvania statutes, based on like prohibition era laws. <clears throat> we transported alcohol across state lines. We went to Narrowsburg, New York, and we got liquor and brought it back to Pennsylvania. Because Governor Wolf had still had the, the liquor stores closed. Now, apparently, we can call and order stuff and, like, pick it up at curbside, but only five bottles at a time. Well, we went to Narrowsburg and supported the small businessmen there and definitely bought more than five bottles. But just saying. Anyhow, that's an essential business, goddammit. <laughs> I, I am reporting you to the S- – I mean, the, the state tip line, and I'm going to tell I'm them what you've done. I'm a proud of it. <laughs> and I'm going to let them know that – you came from New York, and I could prove, not really, <laughs> but I could prove that you did not quarantine yourself for 14 days straight. You evil, <laughs> evil yep. person. How yep. dare you? Yep. My friends yep. right yep. now in West Virginia and Kentucky with the moonshine that's still very big down there, they are, they are loving this. Hey, you know? My husband brews his own beer, just saying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Woo. Yeah, there's there's hundreds of cabinet workers that rely yes, upon right? legitimate income. Okay, tax dollars hear, from right. that. I will be fair, and I will have to say that I did hear that after the outrage uh, that happened about that particular uh, waiver, he did rescind that, which um, I would hope he did. That he did rescind the the order with his uh, business. Like, holy shit! Are you fucking kidding me? Like, come on, man, that was just bullshit. Like, did you think yeah. that would escape anyone's notice? Come on. Well, he's a piece of shit, and he always has been. Like I said, he's only done one thing right, and that's uh, 
he signed a bill about people who abuse animals. Because as yeah, I say yeah. with every show, if you abuse a woman, a child, or an animal, then go to jail. You should be publicly executed. So I agree. There you, and that right there scares away my. Uh... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but it's true. So, you know, but with these with these states and their orders and their reopening and everything else. Pay attention to what states, though, are the most vocal about going past any federal federal deadlines or reopening days or whatever it is. It's the swing states. It's oh, yeah. States. And Pennsylvania is one, though. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Pennsylvania has been punished with some of the highest. And I know it's not right to say and I feel bad for the oil workers. But, I mean, when I fill up my car for seven bucks, because I have a dollar off of Turkey Hill. I love it. Yeah. I yeah, love exactly. it. Holy that shit, this, I feel like I'm back in high school almost. Right? Holy crap. Yeah. I, I think it's freaking great because we've been screwed. But since oh, yeah. Trump got elected and Pennsylvania played a very big part of Trump getting elected, it's That's amazing true. how our gas tax was one of the highest in the country. Still is. We were uh, California was number one. I think we were number three, if I remember correctly. So yeah, all New these York little ways. Yes. All these little ways we were being punished. So things like that, I think, are hilarious. But they claim and they say Republicans or Trump are trying to make it political. They have made it political since day one. And, this, and you knew the argument was lost and you knew the numbers were wrong and skewed and bullshit when Pelosi and uh, the dickface uh, Schumer said that they're announcing a committee to investigate the president's response. Impeachment. So oh, there you go. Just- Stop. I'm so tired of it. I'm just like, like you tried your best. It didn't work. Just stop. Just stop now. Like you can't. And you know what? Like, and again, and you know that I've said this before and I don't think I said it tonight yet, but I'm, I'm not a Trumper. Um, but like th- th- now's not the time. Now is not the fucking time. There's too much shit going on. And to even like mention this, like just no, you, you do not have the best interests of this country in mind. If you are going to bring this shit up now, stop it. Never have and never will. They only care about their own political gain. And that's that right there. It's just it's the antithesis of what politics is in the United States of America. It's disgusting. It is corrupt and disgusting. And I'll tell you this. I used to be somebody and I'll admit this, too. I used to be a big advocate of the vote counting. I was. Mm -hmm. I was until. And I always said that would get more people to vote, blah, 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 because they feel like their vote doesn't matter. But then, you know, shame on me for not doing, for paying attention enough during the electoral college discussion in social studies back when we yeah. actually discussed such things in school, you know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but, uh, too much now. No, 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 God forbid. But, um, you know, it is scary to think about what would happen if that was the case. Can you imagine New York City? And Los Angeles and Chicago dictating the politics of this country for the next hundred years. That's scary. Look at look at the power. New York State is a big ass state. The Empire State. Hello. Right. The entire state voted for Trump, except Manhattan goes to Hillary. California lived there. Horrible state. Some great people. NorCal is like a whole other world. They have Southern accents. It's kind of weird. But I digress. <laughs> Good people there. And Los Angeles and San Francisco, two little specks. They voted for Hillary. The entire state goes to Hillary. 
it's sickening. And that is the appeal that Trump has, and they'll never take it away from him. And they will say the Bible Belt, they'll, they'll bring religion in, because everybody loves to bring religion into everything. That's just another yeah. tactic to cause division. It's sickening. I don't care what anybody says. That's a, that's a divisionary tactic, just like I black agree. versus white, Christian, Christian yep. versus it's It's <laughs> done by design. But Trump appeals to the everyday worker because he actually acknowledges them, where the other ones only acknowledge them when it's election time. When Trump was having rallies two years ago, three years ago, you know, months ago, whatever, before he was even officially campaigning, and he's holding rallies in Iowa and Indianapolis and, and uh, New Mexico and all, you know, all these little states that you don't hear anything about. He appeals to the everyday person. And that right there, that's the ticket. That's the ticket because it's the everyday people. And this goes into what I wanted to bring up before. I said this. I was on a radio show um, earlier today, actually, the Conservative Commando radio show. Interesting name. Yeah. And, very, but, I'm sorry. I'm picturing like a make, <laughs> Never mind. Anyhow. <laughs> anyway. But, 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 you know, it was. Yes, but. No, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) I like the name. I'm interested. I need to like tune in now. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, one of the things that was was brought up was the fact that, you know, the, the, uh, when Trump put out the tweet about the cure can't be worse than the sickness Mm -hmm. and how brilliant of a tweet that was. I really, I love that. I love that tweet because it was perfect because it's going to be interpreted a million different ways and it was going to be used forever. And he knew what he was doing. And they say they're concerned about the tens of thousands of people who are at risk for coronavirus virus. But who's concerned about the tens of millions of people losing their jobs, losing their insurance, not being able to take care of their old relatives, you know, senior citizens, sick relatives, they don't matter. And that's what I was talking about. That little clip of my one podcast where I freaked out and went viral was the fact that they want you to die. They don't care about your health. They care about controlling a narrative and controlling a populace. Nothing more, nothing less. So the left loves to bring up the fact, and I, I'm a bad person because when it comes to mental health, I have very strong opinions. I, I've said for the longest of times, and, you know, it's not a secret, so 6,412 6, people listening right now. <laughs> Look, Carrie, you wow. brought them in, right? <laughs> okay, that's all me, sure. <laughs> yes, but, but I've always said, did somebody wake up one day and realize, hey, with every second that passes by, we're getting closer to death and life sucks? I'm going to name it and call it depression, and I'm going to make trillions and trillions of dollars off of sickness. I'm hmm. always – I question everything. I do. I question even that. I think that all these ADD, ADHD, they, 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 whatever, everybody's a label now. Everybody's, yeah. oh, are you on the spectrum? You know, oh, well, yeah. oh, well vaccines, are, vaccines are healthy. Huh. But, uh, oh, you're just on the spectrum. That's why you question things. Uh, no. They – capitalized a long time ago on diagnosing everybody and making yep. them believe that diagnosis rather than who they are as an individual. Okay. Yep. So and we can cure it for way, you. We just have to keep giving you this or that or this, of course. or if this doesn't work, give you that. Yep. Do, do you see the commercials? I always bring this up. Oh like my the commercials God. on TV. You know, yep. you, you want to cure migraines? 
Take this pill. You'll get less migraines a month. It may cause death. But um, it might give you all uh, this other failure. stuff. You might, you know, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Your yes. limbs might start falling off. You might start bleeding from the pores. You know, I mean, Jesus. And it always includes oily discharge. I got to say that. <laughs> no matter what. No matter what it yeah, is, from, it always includes from, oily. From, from which orifice, we're not sure. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's horrible. That's right. That's right. But, you know, it, it's. It's just comical to me because they do this whole big thing on mental health, and they're they're advocates for mental health, but you don't care about the suicides, the depression rates, yeah. the the loss of of life due to non-corona. You know, like yeah. nobody cares about them. No, and that's that's the thing I keep going back to is you know those people are forgotten, mm-hmm. and. When I see states opening up, I, I mean, I'm the first person to say, you never should have closed. I, I'm, I'm that person. I always say it, and I'm going to continue to say it. There is no reason, no rhyme, nothing. And just a question for you, maybe you could answer this for me. Has coronavirus now cured the flu? Because there's, like, no new flu deaths. I mean, we had 80,000 last year, but magically nobody died from the flu now. It's all coronavirus. Did you notice? I mean, shit. Why? Oh, I, you know, I Why? didn't. I noticed that they did a. I saw just today uh, the the New York Times, and again, I don't know who to believe anymore. Um, but the them. New York Times had a, had a <laughs> had a had some graphs going with like different countries and like the different death rates. Like um, this year, um, for the like for like March, like the middle of March, the middle of April versus last year at this time, and they showed that um, the number of deaths like in each country were like. Like, I know, like almost all of them were like 15 to like 20,000 more. So there was like this, uh, and then like, so they said like uh, X amount were from the coronavirus, but then there was still this like unaccounted number of like some mm-hmm. 5,000, some were 10,000, but they, they, you know, what these deaths that they were unaccounted for, that there was more 5,000 or 10,000 more deaths this month. Um, this then then last last year this time and then they didn't know what this, these were from and so they were speculating that it was un um, um, unmentioned coronavirus deaths but maybe they were unmentioned flu deaths I mean people are dying in their homes because they can't get to the hospitals um, mm-hmm. they're dying from heart attacks or dying from all kinds of things because they can't get to the hospitals like for instance in New York City because they're overwhelmed they're told not to, the, the the EMTs are being told. I've seen story after story where they're being told not to bring people to the hospitals if they are not like basically like dying on, on the doorstep, you know, because they can't, they can't handle them in the hospitals. I mean, maybe it's, it's calmed down now, but at least, you know, for the last couple of weeks. So like people who were, you know, basically not well, they were told, well, no, you should still stay home, but they could have had a heart attack. They could have a stroke. They could have died at their home. Nothing to do with coronavirus. So how are those deaths being counted? I don't know, you know, and there's so many of them that there are some of them are being buried on Hart Island in the Bronx um, because they, they're, they're overwhelmed and they can't like handle them in the morgues and all that stuff. But like, what are they actually dying from? And then some of them are like, well, we're going to guess that it's from the coronavirus. Well, okay, but like, <clears throat> is that fair? I mean, you can say possibly, but that's not fair i mean like are you doing an autopsy you can't do an autopsy on thirty thousand people like it's just like it's impossible so who the hell knows what they died from and that's the thing they they, that adds to the fear porn right after trump spoke about reopening then new york had the extra four thousand to ten thousand deaths and you know it got to increase those numbers right listen this 
what you just said made me think of something. I'm going to bring this out publicly. Me off, but you know, I got a new car last year, and I have a lot of miles on it because of work. And this is just a, a, a weird little story, but it's an example, right? So, my dumbass doctor called in a prescription for me on Friday, and I never sent it to the wrong pharmacy. And dumbass, right? I need an antibiotic because uh, legit sick, right? Mm-hmm. No corona, legit sick. Ah. So, long story short, I had to go to CVS yesterday and get my prescription. So, of course, you know, everybody's in the drive-thru, and there were 10 or 12 cars in front of me. And I was on the phone with my mother. And it, it was... It pisses me off. I don't know why I'm laughing, but the car in front of me, the, the car in front of them moved up to the, towards the window, and the car in front of me just rear-ended the car in front of them. Right? The hell? Hit the car. Right? And I have, like, six cars behind me. Then this lady backs up and backs right into my car. Oh, my God. What the Hit fuck? my car. And I'm like, are you f- – what the fuck, right? And I go out there, and I look, and there's no damage. But I'm like – and this, this you know, God bless her, 80-something-year-old woman is – panicking oh. and freaking out and having a panic attack and she doesn't know what happened I'm like you hit my car you hit him back too. <laughs> right but anyway the line had to keep moving nobody else would move so you're, you're kind of what do you do right so i decided to call and i'm gonna call them out i decided to call 911 because i'm like i didn't get her information she's freaking out with her gloves right. on and everything else you know oh god so as soon as I called 911, I'm like, hey, you know, I, I'd like to report this. I don't see damage, but this lady is not well, and I don't think she's able to drive, everything else. Right. Instantly, Carbondale Police Department calls me back immediately and said, oh, because of coronavirus, we're not responding to situations such as this. So try to get her information if you can and, uh, you know, and take it from there. Thanks. Because of Bye. coronavirus? What the hell are you talking about? There was an yes. offender. You can't just come out and like, what? Oh, my God. Yes, because the coronavirus is overwhelming Carbondale. That's right. So oh. I, that right there to me is a prime example of overreach and just sheer and utter bullshit. My mother actually called PennDOT today, right? Because I got her license plate. I couldn't get her information. She ended up going to the window, and you can't get there. And the guy at the window is telling her, you should pull over. And she left, right? So she just left. I'm like, oh, that's cool. What do I do? Go chase an 85-year-old woman? You know, like, what am I going to do? Oh, now she's, like, left the scene of an accident. Oh, my God. You got to throw her in jail? Like, oh. And, like, and nothing's done. And my mother, she called PennDOT for me. And so we have the license plate. We can't give out that information. Of course, I get it. Whatever, you know? But, oh, well, there's a form you can fill out on the website, but you can't oh. do it until after the coronavirus pandemic is over. What? When is that? Like so, in two years? She'll be dead. Right? So oh. I want to know. I want to know. I'm calling out anybody in Pennsylvania. If that was reported, because it's on the, the county comms, right? Any 911 call is recorded. I want to know if my car being hit is the latest casualty of the coronavirus in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I, I want we answers. Need I de- the, we need to add that. We need to add it now. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, that counts for. Oh, well, she hit two cars, so multiply it by two. Oh, you know. What happened to the guy <laughs> in the front? Did he get damaged? Like he, he definitely needs to be yeah. added. Holy shit! He was pissed, and he's like, "Oh, I can't call the cops." So, you know, like, what do we do? So, oh my yeah. God. Two so, casualties. So, so we can just drive like willy nilly and you know do whatever now. Apparently, holy shit! The, this is because the coronavirus. It's the coronavirus, man. It's Rona. She's wrecking everything. <laughs> Destroying everything, right? And it's all, don't question it, though. Don't question it. You know, like I go to Walmart this, yesterday and I, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no. I was just going to scream. This is total, like, civil ridiculousness. This is government overreach, underreach. No, I don't even know what the hell this is. It's outrageous. There's Jeez. no definition for what it is. It's, 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 it's absurd. Yes. And, and that's, and that's the thing that blows my mind. And, you know I'm not the only person this is happening to. No, so, definitely not. And and that why did I hear stories like this, like people being pissed off, like, look what's happening. And then what I was going to talk about before, Philadelphia is allegedly still waiting for the curve, right? So <laughs> let me get this straight. Washington, D.C. has had, like, what, 100 deaths from coronavirus? Mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., 100 deaths. Okay. Right. Maybe it's a couple more, whatever. I don't sit there and watch numbers all day and get excited. You know, the, uh, fear porn, death porn. <laughs> Look at those numbers yep. going up. Yeah. You know, the, the mood killer is when you see the recovered numbers. Oh, we don't like that. 99% recovery. Yeah, no. oh, that's not good. oh, we don't like that. So anyway, I, I just, I find it funny that Washington DC is over their curve. New York city is over its curve. Boston, Massachusetts is over its curve. Providence, Rhode Island, Detroit, California, Name them all off. Illinois, uh, Chicago now, right? But, oh, Philadelphia. We're still waiting. Well, I don't understand this. So I'm glad you brought this up because this is pissing me off too. Because, so I just, I just uh, Googled this. Um, actually, I, I duck, duck, goat it. Um, I ducked it? Yes. I don't know. Anyhow. Good for you. <laughs> um, and so Philadelphia County has 262 deaths. Okay. And I mean, that's, that's terrible. You know, Pennsylvania has a total right now of 1,564 deaths. Like New York state is like, I don't know, it's outrageous. It's like 30 some thousand. No, is that, that's the whole U.S. I think New York is like 10th. I don't know. I'll look it up. Anyhow. Oh no. The United States is at 45,000 some deaths. I'm looking at the number right here. Ah, So anyhow. Yeah. So anyhow, the thing is, is that Washington, Excuse me. I'm sorry. So I think it was like the the the, the experts in 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 D.C. The, the the coronavirus experts were saying, or actually, I'm sorry. I don't know how you feel about him, but I think it was Pence because he's in charge of the the coronavirus team or something like that. Said they mm-hmm. were very concerned and worried about Philadelphia because that was going to be the new hot spot. Now this was probably yes. last week that I heard this, right? And like so, like the mayor of Philadelphia was like, um, I'm sorry, I don't know where you're getting your numbers because our numbers aren't driving with that. Like we're we're doing okay. And it's true. It's like, all right, so Philadelphia, which is not a tiny city. I mean, it's not like New York City size, of course, but they have 262 deaths right now. Um, mm-hmm. So where, where are they getting this worry that, the, that Philadelphia is going to be the new hotspot? Because they're doing and, pretty fucking good. And Governor Wolf touted the same talking point about we still have to watch out for Philadelphia. What the fuck? Even no, after- you know Philly's doing great. Isn't that amazing? I'm proud of my city. I'm proud of my hometown. Well, I'm not. I mean, I'm from fucking. I mean, I'm proud of them. Hey, I'm proud of the city Sorry. of brotherly love. Rocky. Woohoo. You know, hey, but in all seriousness, I mean, like, what the fuck? Where are you getting these numbers? Like, like Philly's doing OK. Like, where are you getting this? Like, watch out for Philadelphia. What? Mm-hmm. 
That's the excuse. That's the excuse. Just like Cuomo and Wolf on the same day said about how it's not as bad as we thought it was and we could start to move the reopening. Yeah, and then meantime they were screaming that they needed like a bazillion um, of the ventilators, and like they only used like like I don't like a like a quarter of them. Like what? Not even. And it was like the next day when Wolf and uh, Cuomo and did their little trilateral commission, and oh, we're gonna defy the president if he says reopen, and nobody calls him out on their bullshit. The day before. Each one of you collectively said the same thing, and now you're on a new talking point. Who jumped in? And then Mike brought this up, the governor of Louisiana. He, he came out, just like the governor of West Virginia, Jim Justice, came out and said, we'd like to know where these numbers of mortality are coming from because we have no way of reporting in real time, at least not that I've seen as a governor, mortality due to coronavirus. So they were questioning where the numbers came from, and then magically, never spoken about again. Videos are gone, and they're hardly on TV. Why? Right. So, yeah. and again, 45,000. Wasn't it yesterday? It was like 38,000 or four. I love how we just jump up by thousands <clears throat> overnight. Yeah. It's well, just, so, it's a, so here's the next thing. I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm looking at the data for Pennsylvania on, on the Pennsylvania uh, website, right? So they have mm-hmm. the, the data for Pennsylvania as of 2 p.m. today. And it says negative cases, 132,323. Positive cases, 34,528. Deaths, 1,564. So it doesn't say anything about like recoveries, right? So I just quick did a little math. And so they have the positive cases and they have the deaths. So like, so they ha- it sounds terrible. Oh, we have like 1,500 deaths. So recoveries then were like at least like non-deaths would be 32,964. So we had 1,564 deaths. That's a lot of deaths, yes. But like when you're comparing it to like, say, New York, I mean, that's not, I mean, like, I, I'm sorry. Why aren't you putting the other column that says recovery? Nobody puts recovery. You're right. It's, it's, not, a good, it's not a good number. It doesn't stir up the fear porn. That's right. It doesn't fit the narrative. We can't talk about that because that goes against the very thing we're trying to sell to you. It's sickening. It's sickening. And then... <coughs> Something that I, 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 I touched on earlier that we spoke about on the radio show on Thursday, but it's, it's amazing to me how you have these people. And again, for those who are legitimately afraid, I feel for them. And, you know, they're not the ones out there attacking people who are protesting or questioning things. They just have their own fears. And they choose not to get involved in that. That's their right. God bless. All right. Good for them. Some of the worst offenders to me are the Trump supporters that buy the fear, the fear porn wholeheartedly. And they say, if you question that a third of the population of the world isn't going to be wiped out, then you're going against a president and you're not a real Trump supporter. <laughs> what wow. the hell kind of idiocy is that? They're the same people that share the death numbers 55,000 times a day on the greatest platform of stupidity, fascist book, like getting off over this, right? And then putting out posts, I got my vaccines and I'll be first in line for the coronavirus vaccine. It's just, it's, it's showing like, God, like, wow. what the hell is wrong with you people? 
And there's too many of them like that. Again, if you want to have your own fears or concerns and do what you do for your own safety and what I get it. Okay. I'm not going to condemn you. All right. I won't be that asshole. I will say, Hey, rock on. You're doing your own thing. You're keeping to yourself. It is what it is. I can sit here all day and say, well, which model do you believe? This one or 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 this one, right? I won't do it because they're not, they're not attacking me for just simply questioning things. Mm-hmm. But my God, the level of attack, again, not from the, the lefties and the, you know, right. from the alleged conservatives. Pathetic. It's sick. It's like a, this is like their new obsession, you know? And I yeah, think yeah. people are do do you get this too that like people seem disappointed that more people aren't dying? Oh, absolutely, because they love hey. they love things like this. They love like they love like the big numbers, and it's like oh, it's it's terrifying. It's like we want to be scared, and they they, they they well they look what was being streamed like the most like when this first started. Those movies like the pandemic movies and all that shit. Like yep. they they were all about that stuff. They wanted to see all these horrible new numbers, and then when they turn around, they don't get the the numbers that they thought. They're like oh, well, it's not as bad as they thought it was. Eh. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start getting people who aren't taking it as seriously now, and then they're like, "Oh well, like, we can go out to the the beach and all that." And then everyone's like, "Yeah, it's not that big of a deal." And then you start getting the civil unrest and all that. So that's the problem because it's like, "Oh well, it's not nearly as bad as we thought it was going to be. It's not cool. People aren't bleeding from the eyeballs, you know." So that's right. Go. Where's my rabid monkeys running around affecting yeah. everybody? I saw it an yeah. outbreak. Damn it! All right. I want to see the and Walking you- Dead here. Where are my zombies? <laughs> Damn straight. You know, where's Negan? All right, I, I'm yeah, getting pissed yeah. off oh, here. I want Lucille, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to wrap my baseball yes. bat up. So for those who know or didn't know, I'm a fan of The Walking Dead, and apparently so is Carrie. You're welcome. Yep, yep, yep. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to oh, sh- – oh, shit. We have 38 minutes left. Oh, wow. We've been talking for a long time. We have 22 uh, minutes left. Oh, well, that's on your <laughs> – what's it going to do, hang up on you because you, you got on later? Oh, it's because it's 938. Or, 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 oh, I don't know. I no, oh, to, no, oh, because we started late. Gotcha, I had to right. cancel and start over. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So we spent a lot I, – I, I love this conversation, and I'm sorry I still talk too damn much. I know. No, this isn't. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. I I thought, oh my god, three hours is this? Oh my god, we're gonna die after an hour. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, but I I want I want to call you out right right here Uh-oh. and just ask you. That's right. It's oh, a simple shit. one. Oh, shit. Simple Uh-oh. simple ask. Will you do more shows? Oh. Well, yeah, this is awesome, except for people are probably bored out of their minds listening to me talk. But, yeah, no, I'd love to. This is fun. Awesome. No, no, people are not bored of you, believe me. If anything, they – anyway, no. I, I Honestly, I think it's so cool to have not only a fresh voice, but as I said in the beginning of the show, just it being you, I love it. I think it is great. I think it is badass. I want you to be a freaking part of the, the, the big radio show too, but I love – the thought of you having your own freaking show, I think it's great because we need to have more people like you that just are real and question shit, but aren't sold one way or the other on anything without questioning, doing your due diligence. I love that. I love that. I think I that is, that. yes. And that, and that's the thing. Like what I remember from, 
certain years of my life was <clears> that <throat> I was I, I, I was taught to be my own person, to not conform. You know I keep going back to that always, always, always. Non-conformity. But I was taught that by a certain person. But not Listen, one. I'm going to stop you right now because I have a very clear memory of you and another young man who would come into school. And I don't remember having that much of an effect on you because you guys used to come in with your trench coat mafia outfit <laughs> and purposely trying to fuck with the administration there. And I was just was like, wow. And I remember like, be like being called me like, you know, you, you have these students, you should be concerned about them. Like they're, you know, you think they're going to be like, you know, shooting up the school. And I'm like, them? No. And it's just like, and, and, and you were like, always like, you know, it's like this, this badass. I'm like, no, he's not a badass. What, what are you talking about? And so it's funny. You're talking about this. It's like, you were the one that already had that persona. I was, is like, oh, they're cool. I like them. You know, so I was like, I don't know where you're getting this. I just like, I just took what you had and was like, yeah, man, go for it. No, 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 no. Yeah, all right. Well, public service announcement to those who are listening that may be easily offended or triggered or the haters. Um, <laughs> we wore trench coats before the douchebags in Columbine, okay? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. But, 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 no. I, I, I may have been a different person along with some others, but it was Teachers that matter, right? Teachers that matter and make an impact on you. And most, not at all. So you sat there and you, you zoned them out. You didn't care. I, I mean, it was, it was pretty rough. But a certain somebody actually took the time to not teach boring-ass curriculum, but teach <clears throat> curriculum in a real way to actually challenge us and to challenge the, the narratives and to question things for ourselves. And one of the things I was going to say, I, I, I have a very good memory, unfortunately, and <laughs> it's a blessing yeah. and a curse. But growing um, during that time, never in my life did I know if you were a Democrat or a Republican, <laughs> who you loved or hated politically, none of it. Whereas not all today, not all teachers fall into that indoctrination category, but unfortunately a lot do. Maybe some because they have no choice because they work for the evil unions. But too much today, educators are having to follow a certain narrative. And I firmly believe that you are not one of them because you never were one of them. And that right there is one of the things that I always said had my deepest respect ever is the fact that you didn't preach your biases towards me. You just preached and empowered us to be ourselves, to think for ourselves, to learn for ourselves, to draw our own conclusions and figure out how we got from point A to point B rather than just the boring ass down the middle shit. And that is something that I always, always remembered, always appreciated among other things that were quite comical, but, but, <laughs> but I appreciate that. So that is the impact you had on me. So that's why I may, and I do, I'm guilty of it. I attack teachers a lot. I do mm-hmm. not teaching. I put out posts on fascist books saying that the people, the real heroes, in my opinion, are the teachers, the people working in gas stations, the ones that are forgotten about and how you had a, you know, change your life to accommodate the the trends of society and the new fear pandemic of the world and everything else, but the work still needs to be done. So, you know, I don't attack all, but I attack those who just easily buy into the bullshit and just 
teach their opinion as fact, teach their opinions as curriculum versus reality. You know, and, and you're not supposed to instill no. your thoughts and your this and right. on, on everybody else, you know, and that that's what I love about you. So rounding all that up again, that brings me into, and we spent so much time talking about the COVID, but how can you not? How can you not? I mean, it's, right. it's, you know, but with the remaining amount of time we have, and you can stop me at any time, I promise, but <laughs> somebody like you, what are your thoughts on the limitations and, and just the limitations now of our, of our freedoms, notably the freedom to assemble, which, you know, oh, but we have rallies, but still it's frowned upon your, your freedom to speak out and question the narrative, your, your basic rights. And not just now, also going back to what's been happening for the last few years in the age of censorship of political voices, conservative and some Democrat being silenced from Twitter and silenced from social media and blacklisted because they have a difference of opinion than the accepted narrative and the accepted norm. So with all that being said, how does that affect somebody like you? How do you feel about it? And what do you think about it? I hope that makes sense. No, it does. Um, well, it's um, my. It's it's interesting. I have like two. I guess I have uh, two different, um, not views, but two different. I guess places I'm coming from with that. Um, working where I used to in Pennsylvania, um, mm. there was a lot of That's suppression. Show. <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> there was a lot of suppression of uh, views and of what you thought, and you had to be very, you know one way and that was the only way um and uh you know i didn't think that way and um that's most of the reason why i wound up leaving um teaching there um and then uh coming to new york city and where i teach now um there's a, a great deal of freedom um for me um and and in and working with the students i work with um and and it's funny because um you know a lot of people are like oh my god you teach in the bronx holy shit you know do you wear your bulletproof vest and um, and it's funny because um, as much as, you know, I loved my students teaching where I did in Pennsylvania, um, there's a whole different level of freedom teaching with my kids in the Bronx um, because I can be um, even more real with them. Um, uh, the administration at my school is, is so much more um, understanding. And so I, I, I can talk to my kids in, the, in a very um, unfiltered way. Um, and I, I, they have my cell phone number. Uh, and I told you earlier today that I was like on the phone with a couple of them for literally two or three hours, like talking them off of ledges because they were stressed about stuff. I mean, just normal senior stuff, but then on top of, you know, with the pandemic crap and, um, but I mean, so one of the, the fun things that I got to do with them when I was teaching English, cause I don't teach English anymore. I actually, I do um, seminar classes. I, I get them ready for doing college applications and things and mm-hmm. I help them with that. Um, but when I was teaching English, um, I would teach research paper and, um, I, I'm hope, I don't know if I ever told you I did this. I think I did. Um, so in order to teach research paper, which is boring as hell, um, I decided I was going to make it interesting and I wanted to make it easier for myself. Um, because it's really hard to, to give, you know, 
four classes of like 30 kids each, you know, free reign to pick a topic. And it's like, oh my God. So I um, came up with the idea of assigning them a topic. Um, and um, it's sort of my husband's fault because I had never, he woke me up to, um, uh, and I don't know how you feel. I, I know we talked about this, but I don't remember, um, but the whole um, idea of the 9-11 conspiracy stuff. And so mm-hmm. He had me watch um, 9-11 in plain sight, and then I watched Loose Change and, like, all that stuff. So so I I said, okay, so I'm going to do this to my kids. So I I took my my juniors and seniors, and we did the research paper, and I said, okay. And so I said, so how many of you – you know, you know, no, you know, we all know about 9-11. So how many of you um, think that it was, you know, terrorists from wherever, you know, that, you know, bombed the blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, everyone raised their hand, except for maybe one or two kids. And then, you know, and, and so, and I'm like, okay. And um, how many of you think it was, you know, something else like the one or two, you know, you know, I, I won't say smarter kids, but like, for instance, you know, the wise ass or whatever, like the dance, the dance of the class would be like, no, it was, you know, it was an inside job. Right. And mm-hmm. then the other kids like, oh, come on. So then I would show them that, 9-11 um, in plain sight because then, cause then I would show them parts of loose change because it was a little too much sometimes. And yeah. by the end of that, they were all like, oh my God. And so it would make them think. And so then I would set them and say, okay, so you either think it was an inside job or you don't, but you need to find three reasons why you think one way or the other. And then you have mm-hmm. to find that research and you have to back it up. So like they would go and start looking for that. So, so it was great with, you know, so that they would have that open chance to like, you know, do all that. Um, but then they would start digging and then he would start saying, but like, you know, they would start finding things that were like being kind of held back and they would start questioning, well, like, why can't people talk about this? Like, why isn't this known? Why isn't this out there? And then we would start having discussions and, and then, so it started talking about like some civil liberties and things that were like, you know, you, you know, you, you know, you shouldn't say things like this. Like you can't really talk about that. Because if you talk about that and it gets out there, then, you know, you, there are repercussions for things that you say and do. And then, and it would lead to other discussions. And it's like, you know, I mean, so we, I would do this as lessons, but now I'm seeing this happening in the real world. And we talked about this. I, I brought this up on your show. I guess it was last week, I think. I said, you know, I saw this thing about these drones being used. And we, we've seen this before, yep. but like drones being used to take temperatures now for people and, and to, to spot, like to see if somebody is in a crowd, if, if, if you know, they might have the virus. And I'm like... Huh. And then like, we all know that China has these like social scores, like, and, 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 and like, yeah. And it's like, and there was like, I don't know if you're familiar with the TV show, the Orville, which is sort of like a, a Star Trek and like comedy you know, thing, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And it's actually great. And they did a whole episode about that. And then like, you know, like, like a whole, like, you know, like, uh, like world that did that. And I didn't realize that that was like China did that. I was like, Holy fuck, that's true. And, and hmm. so you see more of this happening and people are, and, and again, like, and I, I was guilty of it as well because, you know, it would be like, for instance, you know, Alexa, you know, I, I have, you know, Alexa in the house you know, and Kevin's like, you realize that she's always listening. And I'm like, Oh, you know, right. so let her listen. I, I'm not saying anything illegal. I don't give a fuck. And he's like, yeah, but you know, <laughs> that's not the point. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm starting to understand this, you know, it's like, you know, these are other people saying, well, it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, I'm okay with drones checking my temperature if it's for the better good. Or I'm okay with this. And I'm like, no, but I'm not. Because, like, you start giving this away because of the pandemic. And I'm, I'm okay with Governor Wolf saying this because it's for this. 
But then when is it stopping for that? Because once they take this, once they, they say, okay, and I'm just going to use this and, and, you know, people laugh at me when I say this because they're like, oh, it's just because you're an alcoholic, which I'm not. But, you know, but I mean, like the, the mm-hmm. whole thing about like saying liquor stores are not essential businesses. I mean, and no, they're probably not. I, I, I agree. But I mean, like, so you say that they're not, or you're saying that like, you know, like landscaping is not an essential business or whatever. And, and, and people are like, oh, no, they're, they're not. They're really not right now. But, like, how does that come off the list? Like, who, you know, who is he, who is the state legislature, whoever they are that's making these decisions to say that they aren't? And then we're allowing this. We're saying it's okay and that you're taking that away from us and we're allowing you to do that now. How do we, how do we stop that in the future? And, and, and that's what concerns me. Like, these are these and, – and, and, and it took this to wake me up to – like the, the silly things, like I used to say to Kevin about like, you know, he's like, you know, and, and I, I said using DuckDuckGo and, and, you know, and, and Kevin put me onto that as well. And it's Good. like, well, Google tracks everything. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't have anything to hide. And it, but that's not the point. And people don't understand. And I didn't understand that either. And it really isn't the point. It, it, you know, yeah, no, we're not doing anything illegal. Most of us, you know, we don't have anything to hide. Most of us, but that's not the point. Nobody should be fucking looking at my shit, my email. Google checks my email and I get ads in my email. Why? Because it's reading my email. Why are you reading my shit? You shouldn't be reading my stuff. The government should be, you know, no, no, nobody should be reading my stuff. Facebook, the same thing. Why do you think you have ads? You look for something on Amazon and then suddenly yep. everything, every <clears throat> ad that pops up is geared to that shit. Like what? Like you see a story about like a woman who, um, was looking for, I don't know, she was looking for something and then suddenly like ads were popping up about like baby stuff. And then like, she found out like a couple of weeks later, she took a, like, she found out she was pregnant because like some of the weird algorithm that the Zuckerbots had come up with had figured out that she was <laughs> pregnant before she did. And it was like, yep. what the fuck? So no, like this is, this is a real, like a real situation that is, is bothering me. And I'm, I don't think I'm a stupid person. Um, it took me a while to come to realize that, you know, I always thought that I was the average intelligence, but the older I get, the more I realize I'm like a fucking Einstein compared to some people like, holy shit. <laughs> and like the average person is complacent and, and is, is okay with this and they shouldn't be. And I don't know how to make them understand because it took a long time for me to understand that this isn't okay. And I don't know how to make people understand that it's not okay for to even even under a situation like this that's going on right now, it's not okay to give shit up if we're never going to get it back. And 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 once you give something up, the government's not easy, not fast to give things back. Exactly. And <clears throat> excuse me. And that because you said it yesterday, but it's something that and I think you pretty much touched on it. But it's something that I love seeing it, and I love you know hearing the passion. But what brought you to this point that you you want to be somebody that's actually out there speaking up and speaking out? Like what was there any one definitive thing that like kind of lit that fire or what brought you to that point? Like that's that's what fascinates me, because I it's funny that you bring up the loose change movie. And that's something that we we should really talk about the next time, because yeah, that and that, too, is a whole nother friggin show. I would never watch those movies ever. Cause like I, I wanted to kill people who, who made that crap. And like, I, mm-hmm. I just not my thing. And then finally I did watch it. You know, I was brought to that point. Now, not a Michael Moore fan. He could, he could rot in hell and right. die or whatever, right. but you know, you know what I'm getting at? So it, it fascinates me as to what, what brought you there? Like what, what makes you say this is the time? Is it because of the Corona? And I know for a fact that you were, 
thinking about shit and pissed off about things and speaking up even before that. But like, what brought you to this point? Is it all that kind of combined together? Like what lit that fire for you? Hmm. That's a really good question. Like I, 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 I think it was probably, I, I'm going to, I'm going to guess, I, I would have to say this, the, the coronavirus is, is the final match that lit everything. I, I think there was a lot mm-hmm. of dry tinder, a lot of stuff that was pissing me off, a lot of stuff that was there. Um, and I think that it was just like, this was the final, like, poof, I guess, if you will, that lit the fire yeah. because like I, I saw what it was, you know, like, like all of a sudden this was like an excuse. And, it, and I think this is, it, it's what woke me up with like a lot of things. Cause like I saw like news sources that I thought were reliable, um, were, were, I, I, I literally like w- stood there in the kitchen. The one I told you CNN, like I, I thought they were like, a, like at least like a more, um, unbiased source. I'm standing there and like listening to a story that I knew was completely like, like skewed, like, cause I had just come from New York city and what they were saying. And I'm just like, what, wait, what? And I just like, I'm staring at my, cause it was, it was Alexa. Sorry. <laughs> I'm staring at it. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? You are like completely making this shit up. Like you're spinning this. Like I was like outraged. And like, so, so it was like, it pissed me off that. And I, and then I realized it was like CNN is all doom and gloom. And like NPR was like, like being stupid and like still telling like stupid bullshit. Like, Oh, how are you going to be like culturally appropriate for doing? I'm like, what? You're worried about this yep. bullshit? And then it was like, I'm like, holy fuck, is nobody thinking like the real things? And then I just, that pissed me off. And then it was like all the governors like, like starting to like, and at first I will tell you, I, I will admit that I was like, well, Governor Cuomo was taking charge and doing what needs to be done. I think that's great. And then all of a sudden, like it was de Blasio and Cuomo were in a pissing contest. I'm like, you guys are being fucking idiots. Are you kidding me? You're, you're, you're just being like, who's got the bigger dick right now. And you, you, you don't give a fuck about anybody. And it was like, it was like one thing after another, after another just woke me up to this. And I'm realizing that nobody gives a fuck about the normal, the, the regular person. It's all a big fucking power grab. Oh, you know, and like Cuomo couldn't spit out fast enough how, how you know, much Trump was fucking up. De Blasio couldn't spit out fast enough how big, how, how bad Cuomo was fucking up. And then like the governor of California saying this guy's fucking up. And like, you know, everyone was accusing everybody else. And it was such a shit show. And in the meantime, like everyone, you know, like the, the, the healthcare workers are like, hello, help. We need help. We need shit here. And we don't have anything. And I'm like, well, this is a great, this is one giant fucking shit show circus. And everyone's using this to further their own fucking political gains. And this is bullshit. And then I listened to your show that night and, and I'm just like, wow. Yes. And, and, and I realized that like, you know, in you had like 5,000 like people listening and it's like, you know, it, it, you, at least you're reaching people. And I, and I, and I said this before, and I'm not saying this just to like, you know, blow, you know, smoke up your ass or anything like that. But like you, you say things and, and you, you have a vision and you, you do things. You don't just like, you know, sit there and like, you know, talk about shit, but you, you, you have things and you, you make things happen. And I, I feel like I want to believe in somebody and, and do something and, and, and back somebody that can do something. And, and I feel like you can. And, and, and that's why I'm kind of like riled up and like being here and like sitting here at this house and like, you know, still having my job luckily and like being able to, to like help the kids and, and do what you know, makes me passionate about that. But then seeing like all this bullshit that's going on and I'm like looking at these kids who need help and like, you know, nobody's listening to them and I'm like, maybe somebody can help them. And like, and it just has me riled up and 
I'm hoping that like, you know, fuck, you should be running for some kind of office that you can affect change. And like, maybe I can help with that. And that's pretty much why I feel like this. That was awesome. Um, for the record, for the haters, I did not ask her to say that. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't even know no. I was going to say any of that. I didn't know I was going to no. say any of that. Well, you, you, you're far too kind, but I appreciate it. And, you know, I, that's what I love because, honestly, that's, that's the thing I could, I could truly say that, that it excites me. It's like to, to hear passion, to hear fire, not just bitching online, not just Sitting, sitting with friends six feet apart and bitching to them, <laughs> but actually willing to take the next step. And, you know, what, what can you do? You can hold a rally. Sure. I, I'm all about rallies. I love rallies. I love civil disobedience in a peaceful way. I, I enjoy it. It's, it's what I started doing in 2007. I, it's fun. But this format and really what I'm trying to gear it towards is just for that, for people like you. You know, for people out there that are fired up and they want to say something, I mean, granted, right now we're we have a little bit over a little bit over six thousand still hanging in. Thank you, everybody. But you know, that to me, that's a way. If one person could at least take solace that somebody else is saying something that speaks to how they feel and they feel empowered, nobody's looking for credit here. Just looking for more people to wake up from the malaise, wake up yeah. from the facade of, of what you're being fed every day. And that to me is it's the end game here. It's the only way we're going to affect change truly is to do something about it, to reach out. People, and God love them, but people think when they put a post on Facebook, it's going to change the world. No. <laughs> when, when you put a post on Facebook, most of us cringe. You know, I, I put a post on Facebook in a matter of protest. I, I deliberately do things to incite Facebook's anger because they started censoring me back in 2008, 2009. They're early in their, in their infancy stages, you know, when DARPA became Facebook. Anyway, but, you know, posting online, some people can only do that, but it's not enough. You have to do the the lost art of conversation. Execute that. Take advantage of it. I always say when people have a voice and they don't use it, it's the biggest sin there is. Whether I think that you are a raging asshole that doesn't have one working brain cell, but at least you're doing something. You're on, I hate YouTube because I hate Google. Rock on to the DuckDuckGo, by the way. But, you know, I, I think it's the antithesis of evil. But even if you're, you're, you're speaking utter bullshit, good for you for at least doing something. You're on a YouTube. You're doing a radio show. Whatever it is. Because the more we speak, the more we stand up and speak out, the more the powers that be that everybody says, well, nobody's hearing me. Nobody's hearing me. Honestly, <clears throat> excuse me, our distribution uh, stuff that I, I – bought and paid for and all this other crap, right? It really kicks in a little beginning of May it kicks in. So these radio shows and podcasts are going to pushed out to tens of thousands of different people and unique viewers and stuff like that. Right. But you know, and, and then an average show might get 50, 60,000 people listening live, which is great. Even some terrestrial radio, which is great. But 
honestly, even if it's just one person or the people listening right now, that to me means so much because people are actually taking the time out of their day, not typing away on Facebook or whatever, and just listening to two people have a conversation and you don't hear enough about that. At any time, did you or I preach to anybody what they should do or how they should feel? No. It's a conversation. No, you didn't. And that's, and that's, that to me is, that's what gets the attention of the evil fucks, the ones that are truly in charge. And <laughs> my tinfoil hat is big because my head is huge. <laughs> but, but you get their attention when you do speak up and you speak out and they know that you're on and you're not buying the narrative. When you no longer buy the narrative and you question what's being sold to you, that scares them. The only way to beat what's being done is to basically beat them in a submission by speaking out and speaking up. And I just, I loved your response. I really did. And that was something that, you know, I spoke about the other night and even with the censorship thing, I, I, and when people point the fingers and say shit, it's because they're weak minded fools or tools or useless idiots to the left, you know? Mm-hmm. But or the right, whichever. But when they call you a racist or they try to call you this to try to shut you up because they have no intellectual argument, right? That all they know how is to all they know how to do is to project the name call because they're weak, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. But what they what nobody likes, what the people that want to oppress others, you know, they don't like people who speak out of turn. So my thing is, if, if you're a racist scumbag, and if you are a racist scumbag, then you should try suicide. Oh, that's mean. Yeah. But, no, eh, not at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, it's just how I feel. But regardless of how much of a piece of shit you are, or a great person you are, everybody deserves to have the freedom of speech. Everyone. <laughs> Nobody, not a Google, not a Twitter, not a Facebook, none of them should ever tell you who you can listen to and what you're allowed to hear. That, when I keep speaking about the technocracy, their new mm-hmm. way of taking you over via AI, via, uh, to, to your point before, just have your phone turned off, right? Not, or does it have to be turned off? It could be turned off. It works either way. Or just, you know, lock your phone. And talk about somebody who you haven't heard from for a while. Somebody that you used to go to school with. Say their name. I guarantee you, 99% of the time, when you go on fascist book, you will get a friend suggestion about that very person. Jeez. Because they're always listening. Just like when people turn off the Google GPS thing on their phone. But, and you could have your phone completely turned off, SIM card out, whatever it is. Turn your phone back on. Google will tell you how long you were at the location, how you got there, where you walked, how, everything. It's this technocratic overreach. They silence yeah. us using technology. They, and when you have control via technology, when people accept censorship and accept limitations, then they're more willing to accept, oh, well, what keeps you healthy? What helps build up an immune system? The sun, sunlight, vitamin D. Stay locked down in your house. Michigan, <laughs> not allowed to get seeds to work in your garden. Why? Keep you out of the sun. Keep you sick. Keep you holed up. Keep you eating. Keep you whatever it is to keep you sick, to keep you dumb, dumbed down. 
when they control you in one aspect, they take advantage of the other one. That's my, that's my, my theory, but I think it's more than a theory because we're living it. Everyday life now, we're seeing it. And well, Google and Apple I, are trying to do those apps now that you can opt yep. into about tracking you and making sure that if, you know, somebody has the coronavirus that you'll find out so that, you know, you can do the contact tracing. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh-huh. Huh. So Social credit score, social credit yep. score, same shit. Well, Google and Dragonfly built that, you know, Google built that for China. And now they're just, you know, humping it out here. Why not? And people will accept it with their little band on. I was vaccinated, you know, like all this yeah. shit, like. They wear it like a badge of honor. Yeah. It's like, good yeah, for you. Exactly. <clears throat> good for you. You're a mark for uh, depopulation. You know, you're a mark for loss of liberty. I, I'm, I'm proud of you for being a useful idiot. And it, it just, it blows my mind how far people are willing to allow themselves to be taken yeah. just to new extremes every day. And I, I'm going off in a little a little tangent there, but no, you get true. what I'm saying. Yeah, and it just it, it blows my mind. So, anyway, I I know I know this is almost over. We got seven minutes left. Hmm. <laughs> so, I I gotta ask. Did minus our overbearing technical difficulties in the beginning? Did you have fun? I did. I had an awful lot of fun. It was awesome, even with the technical difficulties, which, again, I'm not convinced were yours. It very well could have been mine. No, no. I, I, I think it's the technocrats. Deep state attacked. But, <laughs> but, but I got to say that we're going to do this again, right? Right, 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 right. Absolutely. If you'll have me again, it was fun. Awesome. Okay. If, if you're willing to do it. So, the next show we do, how about this? We, we could, of course, touch on whatever you want to touch on. You know, social issues are important, but how about we dedicate like 95% of the show to anything but Corona? That sounds great. <laughs> yes, because there's not enough of that. <laughs> there's yeah, exactly. not enough of that. <laughs> and there's so much the shit. Word. Yes, that would be great because there's so much stuff I want to talk about. So, that would be awesome. So very cool, very cool. I'll, I, I of course do so publicly, but I extend the invite to you to call in on Thursday, because you know okay. that's always awesome. But um, you you let me know when you want to do this next week, and we will schedule it, and we'll make it right this time. But <laughs> are there anything? Are there anything? Uh, I'm it's talking okay. my English teacher. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, anyway, is there anything else you'd like to say in closing? Hmm. Um, just, uh, I forgot how much I missed Northeastern Pennsylvania, uh, April's when you, one day you're walking around in a t-shirt and it's 65 degrees and the next day it's friggin' 32 degrees and snowing. <laughs> yes. Like, come on now. Let's get going here. <laughs> I well, hey, you know, I, I, I love my winter. So yeah. Mm. I'm I'm a loyal winter baby, unlike some. I love my snow and cold. So Well we had didn't have I any say, snow this year. It's like the like city stuff, so you know. Well, up here it's a whole different world though. You know, I'm not well, that that's right. you're, here, you're, but... No, but I mean we're on a pretty high elevation too, but you must be higher than us. But we did get that uh, little uh blizzard that came through shortly after uh yes. you had it. So yeah. 
There you go. There you go. That's awesome. So anything else you'd like to throw out there before I do my annoying close out to the no, show? And, and had a great time tonight, Dan. I really appreciate you having me. It was, uh, it was, it was awesome. I, it was, it was uh, even more fun than I, I was expecting it to be. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. And it's an honor doing this with you. I think it's really cool. And God, and now I'm thinking about it. We got so much more. So, oh my God. I can't talk anymore. So <laughs> much more to discuss. I swear. There's so many different things I want to talk about with you, including the much teased and not yet spoken about story of you. Which oh, I God. Think, <laughs> yes. Which I will hold you to because it needs to be heard. Because that was some of the sickest shit ever. And that was Witch back friends. when... <laughs> that, that was back when I thought, God, I used to... I honestly said it was more normal when I was growing up. Now you think about it, it's like it was already starting then. Like all this <laughs> sick, crazy shit was already in play yeah. then. That's yep. frightening. But, yep. but okay. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get into that. But Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. It thank was you for having truly me. fun. Most definitely. And to all the listeners, thank you for putting up with this. And to Kevin, thank you as well. <laughs> thank you for the help and thank you for teaching her about the wonders of duck duck go duck duck go <laughs> i can speak this is how you know i'm winding down where i can't talk right anymore you know ugh, God. <laughs> to everybody else i want to thank you and i want to say granted we're going to think of a catchy title for this show for you carrie because you deserve your okay. own title so I'm being stock and boring here saying this is Voice of the People USA Radio and everybody that is out there and haven't, if you haven't done so already, my God, check us out on Fascist Book. That's Facebook for the dumbasses at Voice of the People USA Radio fan page. Woo-hoo. Give us a like, follow us on Twitter at VOP USA Radio. I'm going to say it because I'm going to keep saying it, even though it's nothing, but the website one day will be up, but right now, VOPUSARadio.com. If you go there, you will see a page that says coming soon or whatever the kind of crap it is. But hey, because I bought the domain finally. Yeah. Don't know what to do with it. At least I bought it. And of course, <laughs> follow us here on the evil, evil, worthless platform known as blogtalkradio.com slash VOPUSA on Spreaker. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash V-O-P-U-S-A radio. Uh, we will be back and you can find us on Spotify, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podcast One, and a whole bunch of others that I don't want to talk about and can't remember. So, <laughs> thank you all. Tune in this Thursday night. We will be back live for a three-hour show with a million co-hosts. And we are going to have people calling in. I had to set that up in advance, but who cares how we get them. So join us for Voice of People USA Radio this Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern, for what I like to call Lockdown Radio number three. Thank you all. Have a great night. Get ready for some loud music. Carrie, you're awesome. And talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Check out our website, VOPUSARadio.com. 
Like our fan page, Voice of the People USA Radio on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at VOP USA Radio. Find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple iTunes, Podbean, Google, Breaker, iHeartRadio, our YouTube channel, and everywhere else you find podcasts. Please follow us and subscribe to stay up to date on all of our upcoming episodes, podcasts, and specials. Until next time, always remember, your voice is your first line of defense against tyranny.